0: I think every single person in this locker room is a competitor at the highest level. So, yeah, when you feel as if your backs are against the wall, you never have to feel like you got to do it by yourself.
1: Family Under pressure, sacked by
2: Quinn Williams. Right side, right, has got it.
3: You look to your left and your right, you got guys out there
0: with you that, that our whole point is to help each other. This one, the Mims. able to go out and, and lead these guys just to know how hard these guys work and how important it is to them and then you get that chance to, to lead them everything that happened that needed to happen for us it almost felt like kind of like a sign like give like a second chance almost
1: extra pushes, left.
0: maybe a little extra life the breathing
1: all
4: right ladies and gentlemen boys and girls welcome in to the cockpit live stream. My name's Ryan, I'll be your pilot. I'm gonna do this the same way we do our call-in shows. Every week we are going to do 30 minutes of me monologuing and talking to the chat, uh, getting some of your thoughts, and then I will tell you my thoughts at the same time uh, about the press conferences that happened today, some of my thoughts that I've gotten to chew on over the course of the last day or so, where I think the quarterback situation is going. All the good tidbits from today. The first thing I wanna get into um, I think it was, I guess we'll talk about two, hmm. Hmm, hmm, hmm. go a whole bunch of different directions, right? Let's start off with the Quinn and Williams comments, the player comments and whatnot. Uh, Quinn and Williams, you know, obviously saying he wants to get paid this year. He thinks he's, you know, performed well and has done enough to, to earn that second contract. They make a list of, or, or he makes li- mention of names that, uh, the Jets have not resigned. And it's been a long time since the jets have had a first round talent re-signed for a second contract. So long, in fact, that it was Muhammad Wilkerson. And the last time we signed that player to a contract was 2015, which means he was drafted in 2010, if my math is correct on that. Uh, crazy, crazy. But what's interesting is there's other players on that list that we would have resigned had things not kind of gone sideways. Like Jamal Adams would have been resigned if he didn't want like some insane amount of money and we didn't get the trade offer we got. Uh, Sam Darnold was probably on the cusp. It was like that, that bubble year would have been this year, maybe to, to see, maybe we have, would have exercised his fifth year option and he, he stayed a little longer. I'm not exactly sure. Um, with Leonard Williams, we traded him to the Giants. He didn't get a second contract with the New York Jets, but that was by and large because the Jets drafted Quinn and Williams at number three overall. So it's not totally because the Jets have been bad at drafting that we haven't resigned someone since Muhammad Wilkerson. But it certainly isn't a good look. When you're drafting guys in the first round, you want to imagine these guys being on your team at least for a second contract, not just the initial uh, five years and out. So not exactly a great thing. I do think the Jets are going to pay and Williams. I do think it happens pretty pretty early on in this whole process. Uh, Well, I don't know. Does it happen early in the process to get it out of the way so it's not a conversation thing? Or does it happen... Later in the process, once the Jets know what sort of financial flexibility they're going to have to work with, because Quinnen's contract, we can be more maneuvering in terms of, uh, you know, the years and how the money breaks down based on what we do for the quarterback situation or whatever free agents we bring in, things of that nature. Um, Do the Jets kind of kind of go that route and they sort of wait? I have a poll question in the comments. What happens first? You guys can answer that. Uh, do the Jets get a new quarterback or do the Jets re-sign Quinn Williams? 71% of the vote right now has the Jets re-signing Quinn and Williams before they get a new quarterback. Um, I do think it should be the first thing that we we try to address for sure. I think Quinn has put his heart and soul into the team. He's been a team player. He said the right things. He's done the right things. Um, I think you reward players like that. And I, as long as he's not asking for Aaron Donald money like $32 million a year, then I think you can pay him comfortably $22, $23 million a year without really, you know, blinking. And I think if you want to, you know, maybe go a different route, um, you gotta know him and his agent have talked about, look, they could tag me for two years. They just don't have anyone that they're gonna need to franchise tag in the next year, you know, maybe two years, depending on some wacky situations that could happen this season. Um, but by and large, Quinn's gonna be the guy that we could in theory tag over the next few years. So for his fifth year option, plus the price of his next two franchise tags, that should be the baseline negotiation for at least a three-year contract that, that Quinn is looking on. So if I'm Joe Douglas, I'm saying, okay, you know, let's call it 9 million next year, uh, 20 some odd million, million, whatever the, the tags work out to be. I mean, it may work out to be where it's right at that number. Maybe he's just like, Hey, look, We've got you by the balls for three years. <laughs> Let's be real. We're going to make you the highest paid, you know, defensive tackle other than Aaron Donald. Like, we want to get this done. You want to get this done. We think the money makes sense. Um, now, Joe Douglas did say something along the lines of, oh, I'm not going to say he's a, uh, a jet for life because <laughs> Sam was a jet for life and uh, Jamal Adams were jets for life. So, obviously, they do want Quinn in here, I think, between Robert Sala and Joe Douglas they both understand, and we heard it reaffirmed in these press conferences today, that they both understand and appreciate the way both these guys want to build this team, and it's through the trenches. It's through offensive line play. It's through defensive line play. We have seem to have gotten the defensive side of the, the ball correct. The offensive side of the ball, we just dealt with so many injuries and players not necessarily panning out that have really kind of hurt us and hamstrung us, so little frustrating from that side of things as far as you know the offensive line goes but Quinn Williams probably gonna get a big time deal probably gonna get the sack I think he's gonna get 22 to 23 million dollars a year that would be my final guess um, then we could talk about the veteran off uh, offensive assistant I do have this pulled up let me see where that is give me just a second. Yeah, let's see. This is what Robert Sala had to say earlier today.
5: With, um, with the coaching staff, are
3: you, uh, one, open, and then, two, considering adding a veteran influence to the staff as uh, an advisor, as a senior advisor, as a consultant? Is that something you're, you're open to or considering?
6: Yeah. Um, you know, you uh, get me choked up here, but uh, we had Napper, uh, God rest his soul. And um, and I can look back and reflect on whether or not I should have replaced that position last year. I chose not to. I wanted to quiet the room. Um, but that, that is a position we're definitely going to replace.
4: So obviously they want to add a veteran offensive assistant. This is something we've kind of been talking about because I didn't really see a situation where maybe Woody wanted the offensive side of the ball changed and Douglas wasn't going to push Salah, it would have had to come from Salah, and if Salah doesn't want to fire LaFleur, it should not happen. I don't think the the coach should be dictated by the owner to make a change, even though I know the owner has the, the, the right and everything and, and whatnot, but I think once you start mixing with the recipe, you can no longer hold the cook to the final product. So I think you allow him to own Mike LaFleur, And then I think you bring in a veteran offensive assistant. I do think Nathaniel Hackett's going to be an interesting one to look at. Cliff Kingsbury being out in uh, Arizona now, he's someone fascinating to look at. And it would give you the option if LaFleur were to fizzle out uh, to step in as an offensive coordinator. Now, I think he could get a head coaching job somewhere else. I do think he could at least get an offensive coordinator job somewhere else. I think maybe there's a situation where you could say, hey, we want an assistant head coach. And you bring in someone like, uh, you know, maybe it's a Gary Kubiak or a, you know, Frank Reich, someone along those lines that may, you know, just may want to bring someone in along those lines. I don't know. I would like that. I think that would be the the route I would go. The assistant head coach that could have maybe a little, I don't know. You don't want to make LaFleur a lame duck, though. That's the only thing. But you want to see the offense start ticking. So maybe someone that could provide some offensive calling prowess and some creativeness. I think that's where they're, they're probably headed. I'm all right with that because based on how I've seen the offense go, LaFleur has gotten guys open. I'm not upset with how Mike LaFleur has developed this offense. I think I'm more upset with how the quarterbacks have performed in the offense and how Mike LaFleur maybe has not, I don't want to call it dumbed down, but has not, it doesn't seem like he's made it easier for the guys. Like, I feel like if I was Zach Wilson, I'd be running RPOs all day. Like, just dumb down the offense so he can use his athletic gifts. But it does seem like they uh, they understand the offensive side of the ball was an issue. A lot of it was hinged on the, the injuries. They did make note of that. Uh, Chris and Blitz, I will get to your comments in just a second. I just want to finish up uh, my thought process on these press conference things. Um, they did, uh, where was I on this? The offensive assistant, the quarterback situation. They did have Zach's back. I think they're they're committing. They're saying, uh, you don't give up on talent. Don't give up on talent. Zach Wilson has a ton of talent, and you, you can't give up on him. You got a guaranteed contract anyway. It would be silly to move on from him when he's at his lowest trade value anyway. I am firmly in the camp of Zach Wilson will be here for the 2023 campaign. Now, I don't think he's gonna be the starter, but I don't think he's gonna be a third-string guy. I think what's gonna happen is Jets are gonna bring in a veteran quarterback. I don't think it's gonna be someone named Mike White. Um... But I do think we bring in a veteran quarterback. I think we have Zach Wilson back that quarterback up because I think that's what we're, we're kind of at at this point. we got to see him play. And then you might maybe bring in like a drafted guy, someone in the middle rounds, third, fourth, fifth round. I like Tanner McKee from Stanford. He's someone I'd keep an eye on. I think there's some high upside there. Maybe not full recognized potential that was hit in college. Um, someone to, to consider. Jimmy Garoppolo. I feel like as we sh- we shift over to these the quarterback conversation in 2023, Jimmy Garoppolo feels like the perfect answer for the New York Jets at quarterback. And, you know, the, the connection with the offense is there. LaFleur does not have to develop a quarterback. Maybe there's a situation where Jimmy G is in the room, and now that is helping Zach Wilson. I think if you bring in a vet quarterback like Jimmy G anyway, it allows Zach Wilson to then go under the wing of our offensive assistant that we're going to wind up bringing in and then maybe have more close working relationship there as well, basically all hands on deck here. Uh, With Jimmy G, it also provides you some stability at the quarterback position, and I understand some of you guys are gonna say, well, the injury thing, like that might be a big issue with Jimmy G, and I say I agree, and I think that's also why he is one of the better uh, options for the New York Jets and this regime in general, because they're actually okay with the fact if Jimmy G were to go down, I think. Now, obviously, you want to see Jimmy G play all 16 games because I think you're going to be in a really, really good spot if you get a full season or all 17 games because you're going to be in a really good spot if you have Jimmy G play the full season with this defense, with a revamped offensive line, all that good stuff. If Jimmy G does not do the whole season, you get to see Zach Wilson, which is exactly what what this coaching staff wants to eventually see anyway. Now, a lot of that's going to depend on what kind of contract you're going to have to give Jimmy Garoppolo. There's going to be a lot of competition for him. Does he go to Vegas, go back to uh, his former offensive coordinator in Josh McDaniels, throw to Devontae Adams, have Josh Jacobs in the backfield? That feels like a, a really attractive location if I were him. Remember, Belichick and uh, McDaniels did not want to give him up. They wanted to get move on from Tom Brady. So I could see McDaniels bringing in Garoppolo, drafting his guy, and having... Uh, Jarrett Stidham be the backup so that way whatever guy they have really can sit and learn that's potential what happens with Tua does Garoppolo decide he wants to go back to his former uh you know guy in Mike McDaniel maybe that's where he wants to go does he decide he wants to go play for Vrabel in Tennessee there's gonna be a lot of options for a lot of these quarterbacks so really we want to have these guys we want to have as many options as possible that could sign elsewhere that are not named Jimmy Garoppolo and David Carr, <laughs> or Derek Carr, so that way they, the, the the quarterback carousel goes around. Aaron Rodgers saying that thing to uh, Jameson Williams. He says, uh, I'm going to hold on to this one when they tried to change jerseys at the end of the game yesterday. Aaron Rodgers, I'm going to hold on to this one. Was that his last home game jersey that he's going to wear in Green Bay? He's got $59 million not to retire next next year. I don't think he retires. I think there's a real shot he's getting traded, which the New York Jets really not a bad spot. I think that's another option. I think there's there's a timeline, and I'll have the timeline. I'll, I'll make like an actual graphic, and we'll talk about it next week. But like there's a timeline for how the Jets should approach the quarterback situation and the quarterbacks they need to target at certain times based on the timeline of the situation. You guys have heard me talk about it before, but we could talk about it again. So who starts a quarterback? I think Jimmy G should be the leader in the clubhouse. It's not the direction I would go because I don't trust Zach. Um, but I think it's the direction this this coaching staff will probably go. Um, I really like Derek Carr. I think he's the most stable person of the bunch. I think if you don't believe in Zach Wilson, you put all your chips into the Derek Carr basket. If you believe in Zach Wilson, then I think you roll the dice on Jimmy Garoppolo, which may be uh, where we kind of steer everything anyway. Um, let's see. Let me get back to those super chats. Chris Prada. Thank you so much. He says, thanks, Ryan, for all you do. I live in San Diego and being able to hear you and all the content creators is great. Visit San Diego. Dude, I want to visit. That would be really cool. uh, I've been out to California once. I went to uh, Heavenly to go skiing. Um, I've never actually been to like a beach in California. I've only been to like LAX and then traveled around. Um, But yeah, dude, I appreciate it. That's it. I like knowing that this stuff is appreciated. (laughs) a lot of times I'm yelling to myself in a, in a room. <laughs> and is like, what are you doing in there? It's like, ah, she understands it. But I enjoy doing it. Blitz Crew says, Salah and JD need an off-season win for Woody and the fans. Quinn and Williams' deal will be done quick. I like Kubiak rumor for veteran uh, offensive assistant in the off-season. Yeah, I heard Samini was the one, I think, that tweeted that out as far as Kubiak. That would be an interesting option. I think you could look towards um, Nathaniel Hackett. I think you could probably there. There's probably a few guys out there that are just floating around at this point. Um, you could look at player, like maybe guys on like Philadelphia's staff, like offenses that are actually working. Cliff Kingsbury is an interesting one. I don't know if that would work out. I feel like he may have been too high up to to swap. Um, but Kubiak's an interesting one. Gives you an option for like. You Know if someone gets in the hot seat as far as coaching goes. Uh, what else are you guys talking about in here? Joe S says, Thanks, Ryan, for great content this year. Hit the like button. Thank you, dude. I got a bunch. Actually, as much as I enjoy the, the calendar football season, I love the off season even more. So, if you enjoyed this channel and you're sitting here saying, Oh man, jet season's over, this kind of sucks. The off is actually where we have the most fun and we get to have a little bit of hypothesis and theory and news and rumors and all the fun stuff right there. Like that's actually, this is, this is fun because things aren't necessarily time sensitive. So you can have more energy into topic discussions than maybe, um, you know, quick news clips or whatever. Uh, John comes in. John says, if it arose, would you offer Quinn and Williams in a Lamar trade? I am so torn on Lamar, and I should have brought this up in my video about him because this is going to be a question that I knew we were going to encounter. And it's, do you trade Quinn and Williams for for someone like this? And I I, I think you you would if you could forego. I don't know what you'd have to forego in order to make Quinn and Williams worth it. Like for us, I'd rather give up the draft picks because Quinn and the player is more important than the young players that we would be getting in return. So if you're asking me, would I do a Quinnen for Lamar trade? I think my answer is probably no. Um, I wouldn't say Quinnen's totally untouchable. Like if he wants $32 million a year and we're getting that kind of thing we're like, ah, screw that. <laughs> you know, sure. Make the move. The the argument for Lamar Jackson is interesting, right? Like a running quarterback has never won a super bowl, super bowl before, or at least not a a really heavy run quarterback. Like you're talking Russell Wilson is the most running quarterback to have won a Super Bowl. Now, Cam and Kaepernick both got there and you know I'm sure we'll see more in the future. I think Jalen Hurts is probably going to get there at some point in his young career. Um, so can you win with that style of play? He's played 12 games each of the last two years. Ugh, man, if we're talking consistency, I don't know if Lamar gives you that consistency, but man, it would be hella fun. <laughs> It would be really cool. Now think about this. We have the tight ends, right? Like you have Uzama and Conklin. I feel like Uzama and Conklin, you know, could at least be on the same level as one Mark Andrews. And then wide receiver wise, Elijah Moore and Garrett Wilson are filthy compared to what uh, Lamar Jackson has had to work with. And our running game is legit. Brees Hall might be one of the best, if not, you know, he's probably top five running back in the league. J.K. Dobbins is no slouch, but the Jets actually have the personnel to be able to run that type of offense. And it's not like that insane. Now, maybe it's Greg Roman coming in as an offensive veteran assistant and they trade for Lamar, right? Like that's going to (laughs) be what winds up happening. Who knows? It could happen. Uh, But Lamar would be exciting. It really would. I don't, that doesn't strike me as a Douglas move unless they really feel, if they miss on Carr, they miss on Garoppolo, they don't think Rodgers is realistic, then I think they try to swing something for Lamar. There's, There's a lot that goes into this. Um, not an easy conversation to have. Uh, Green Empire Lawn Care says, what would you do if we end up getting Lamar? Okay. If we end up getting Lamar, what are we saying that contract was worth? Are we going to, let's, let's call it, uh, want to call it the Watson deal, right? The Deshaun Watson deal. I believe it was three first round picks. Was it three first, two second? No, I think it was three firsts, a third, and a fourth. I think that's how how it wound up working out. Would I give up that for Lamar? Yeah, I think I would. I would. The quarterback position is so hard. We haven't really shown a way to. I don't know, man. The con- the contract's the one that really irks me. Like if if Baltimore, who I consider to be a smart organization, is not is not paying Lamar, that that speaks something. But it's so hard to find a quarterback. Why would I like even turn my nose up at the idea of possibly getting Lamar? I don't know. Man, he's exciting. I think I would want someone else to go after Lamar. That would be probably where I fall on this. If Joe Douglas goes for it, I'm all on board. <laughs> like hundred percent. I trust Joe Douglas in terms of like understanding the aspects that may be going on inside the Ravens locker room. Um, Lamar's an interesting one for me though. I think I'd rather go a different direction. We'll see. I guess I can go to the phones. I got to figure out how to make the phones work because, uh, cause you guys are going to hear me in here and I don't hear you. Let's see if these headphones are. Did I get my Bluetooth headphones working? Probably not. I tried to set this up earlier. I didn't do it. Let's see if that works. If not, what I can do. Let's see. Do 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 do. do. I don't think I can put those in my headphones. Hmm. Let's see, I should be able to control the output. Oh, wait, I guess those headphones were just dead. I think it's working. <laughs> uh, you know what I'll do? I'm gonna go one and one. So that way if they die, got some options. All right, let me put the call in instructions in the chat. I'm going to pin that. So if you guys want to call in, you'll see the instructions uh, on the pinned comment in the live chat. You and I will be able to video chat, um, but everyone else will not be able to see you. Only you and I will be able to see one another. Uh, everyone else will just hear your voice. Uh, so you guys know the questions. You get three minutes on the clock. After three minutes, I'm gonna eject you. Now, I think because, of the way i set up everything i'm pretty sure i can only have four people in the waiting room i don't think i set it up the right way that i did last week so (laughs) i had 10 i think last week um so here we go uh first person up we got charles charles welcome to the cockpit hey ryan what's up buddy no i'm hanging in there what's on your mind
7: well i watched your lamar video and i thought it was pretty well good, pretty damn good, I should say. But as I said mm-hmm. in the comments, I know we dealt a lot of injuries in the offensive line, but we should still focus on building up the offensive line. Because when I was on with Richie earlier today,
8: mm-hmm. a guy
7: by in the Indiana Jets was like, it doesn't matter who our quarterback is if we can't protect them. So mm-hmm. we need to be able to protect our quarterback. Now, if I'm Joe Douglas, I will try to build around the three good offensive linemen he got in this past three drafts. But Kai Becton, Elijah Tucker and Max Mitchell. Those three guys have produced pretty well for us. The problem is they can't stay healthy. They have a hard time staying healthy, especially out of my guy because these past two years, he was out with injuries. But with, the, with all due respect though, uh, there's one, my number one quarterback I would love to get in free agency is my man, Aaron Rodgers. I mm-hmm. think he's done in green Bay. I think he's had it with green Bay. Um, So he can't be
4: cut. You'd have to trade for Rodgers. That's the only thing. He won't be able to be cut.
7: That's true, too. Um, We would probably have to sacrifice a whole lot to get Aaron Rodgers, which would be crazy. But I wouldn't mind getting Jimmy Garoppolo. The problem is he can't stay healthy either. Probably the Mm -hmm. safest route would be Derek Carr, but the problem is, as we talked about before, he doesn't do too well in weather games. But Mm -hmm. I think Derek Carr, to me, is the safer choice. Because of his durability. Remember, when we go back to 2016, he was having an MVP caliber season until he tore his leg up. And that's the only time Derek Carr really missed games due to injury. Other than that, he's been healthy. Plus, Mm -hmm. if you look with the Raiders, he's never really had a good defense to support him. He's had players on the defense, but not a good defense unit. Mm -hmm. If he were to come to the Jets this upcoming offseason, he's going to come in with it to a team that has a top five defensive unit, even though they struggled in taking the ball. Well, these past several plus games, even though the last game of the season, they were fantastic, but our offense couldn't do shit.
4: Yeah. Look, I, I think the offensive line, they're going to have to add more pieces to there. Uh, I don't think you can rely on Makai Becton. I would bring in a tackle at the number 13 overall pick. I do think Broderick Jones seems like it might be the most likely option Um the, Roger the, the tackle from tackle Georgia. Of Georgia. he's the tackle out of Georgia. At least like from the rankings I'm looking, it looks like he might be the third one and would be most likely to hit 13. Um, as far as quarterbacks team, go, man. I like Derek Carr. I, if you look at the way J- Douglas and Salah talked at their press conferences today, the one word you heard them say multiple times, consistency. And that could be consistency by way of uh, consistent play, but also being consistently available and not injured on the field. I do think the Jimmy Garoppolo thing's interesting because I think it has the upside of being able to go back to Zach Wilson after uh, not having him uh, really be a factor at the beginning portion of the season. I think they still want to go back to him at some point or at least have some sort of reason, but have the the cover of, okay, we've got our quarterback in Jimmy Garoppolo. Charles, thank you so much for the call. You have been ejected from the cockpit. And my chicken didn't shoot across the screen. What's going on? Come on, chicken. Very disappointed in that chicken. Is it over here? Huh. I don't know what I did. My chicken's not working right now. Oh, I know what I did. (sighs) Disappointing. No chicken tonight, boys and girls. (laughs) I I screwed something up, Um, but I realized what I did. Um, All right. Uh, I have Sonny from Long Island and Joe, your Atlanta Jets fan, is sitting in the green room. I'm going to get to them in just a second. I want to bring up Blitz Crew's super chat. Uh, Blitz Crew comes in and says, Playoff talk past September was weird to me. Offseason talk is back in the comfort zone. Lamar would be healthier if he had the tools we have. He wouldn't have to take so many risks. We would be in the Super Bowl or in Super Bowl talks for at least three years. That's kind of the thinking behind Lamar in my thought. Like, if you're going to blow your wad, like just destroy the salary cap for the th- for 3 years while you have all your young guys, your core guys that you consider the the main staple parts of your team, while they're on rookie contracts, why not? Like just have at it. We've got the tight ends, we've got the running back in Brees Hall. Like we can we can set up an offense for Lamar Jackson. I just don't know if we have the offensive staff to build it for Lamar Jackson. Like if you could pull Greg Roman over from Baltimore who worked with Joe Douglas as an offensive line assistant, uh, you know, back in his time in Baltimore, maybe those two guys come over and you have Lamar. It's interesting. It's an interesting thought process when it revolves around Lamar and him being healthy is interesting. And I do think his play style, oddly enough, while I say holding onto the ball usually generates more sacks, that's more so with Zach Wilson as opposed to like Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson seems like he's more likely to complete a pass by holding onto it or at least get you more yardage Than Zach Wilson, who does, like, the twists and spins and then winds up throwing the ball away or throwing an interception. So um, Blitzker, love it. Glad you're back in the saddle. Uh, Off-season talk is a lot of fun for sure. So it's going to be a good old fun time. Uh, Sonny from Long Island, I got you up next. Sonny, how you doing, brother?
1: Hey, how you doing, man? Huge uh, fan of the show. Really enjoyed listening to you. Uh, Oh, I'm glad. Yeah, I've I've been a uh, lifelong Jets fan and uh this stuff never gets easier. It's uh <laughs> I mean, it's it's so rough, right? Like every yeah. year
4: and like this was the first year in I don't know how long that I openly said to my friends at work and like out and about I can't wait for the playoffs. We're going to be in the playoffs. By the bye right. week, there is exactly. zero doubt. You told me a 100% chance we're getting in the playoffs. I'm telling you a 100% chance. That's exactly, exactly. what I, I thought mean, we were.
1: Starting, you know, just stating the obvious, starting at 7-4 and four and then going on that six-game uh, losing streak. I mean, that that was, you know, just so, so miserable. Mm-hmm. Uh, going forward, I, I don't even know how did these how does this team get it right? I mean mm-hmm. – are the options really Jimmy G, who is uh, so injury prone? Or uh, are you really going to break the bank on a guy like Derek Carr? I, I can almost see that setting up as, as an epic failure for the Jets. Mm-hmm. You know, similar yeah. to like bringing in an older Brett Favre or, you know, just mm-hmm. kind of repeating history over and over. And the meanwhile, what makes this stuff worse, even though Trevor Lawrence didn't play particularly well. In that, in that game versus the Titans, you kind of just see it all come together for them. They get their guy, they got the right coaching uh, staff in place, you know, there's a lot of great people in that organization and then they, they're they able to, to get Lawrence and here they are. Last year, the worst pick, at, the first pick in the draft and now <laughs> they won the division.
4: Sonny, I'm not a fan of you right now. You're making me feel terrible about myself. <laughs> <laughs> that damn Jets-Rams win. That friggin'... Yeah. <laughs> Braden man should have been fired from this team the minute he made that tackle. That... Oh, dude. I came on here live after that right. tackle and was just distraught. I <laughs> remember. I watched This you. is why. The number one pick was a lock. Number two pick, not so much.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, amazing, man. I, Zach looks broken. I don't know if they can, uh, you know, get that fixed. I don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. I guess if you can sit a year behind a veteran, maybe that helps him out. But realistically, I don't I don't see him putting it together here with the Jets.
4: Yeah, I think if, if they're serious about not giving up on Zach, then I think you're going to see them go the direction of Jimmy Garoppolo because I think his injury history does provide that glimpse of, like, oh, Zach could still be a, an option for us. I think if you go Derek Carr, you're probably eliminating Zach from the conversation. Right. Um, if you go a few different directions, like you could go Brady, you could go Rodgers and, and have those conversations as far as like, okay, Zach could be the quarterback after next year. Because I do think both play another year.
1: I agree. I agree. Is there
4: a vet quarterback you prefer us to go after?
1: Uh, Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers, which is a pipe dream. <laughs> I don't know. I... <laughs> As weird as it sounds, or maybe it's not that
4: it sounds weird. I really think the Jets have a pretty realistic shot at getting Aaron Rodgers. But like I said earlier in the stream, there's there's like a timeline that they're going to have to follow. And, it you know, it starts with Derek Carr, February right. 15th. That's that's when he gets released. He'll have yeah. a month before March 15th, which is when the tampering period starts. So you, you have a month to know where Derek Carr is going to go. So did you right. swing and miss on him? Okay, now you move on to plan B, Jimmy Garoppolo. He becomes a free agent March 15th. You know, you have you can negotiate with him during that legal tampering period. You don't get him. Maybe now is when you go back to Mike White and you say, hey, we want to re-sign you as our backup. It's going to be you versus Zach. And then as you go down the line, maybe you get to the draft. You decide maybe it is Lamar Jackson. Maybe we're we're going to take a a mid-round pick at quarterback. Then you get to June 1st, and that's when you start talking Aaron Rodgers, Jordan Love – that would be the moment in time that one of those two guys will be moved. And I think Jordan Love's is going to make a, a push to be a starting quarterback. So unless there's some sort of like handshake deal that they could trade Aaron Rodgers later on so that way it doesn't impact cap and whatnot, um, or Aaron Rodgers foregoes part of his guarantee to facilitate a trade earlier in the offseason, maybe that's something that he considers doing. But Sonny, right. thank you so much for the call. You've been ejected from the cockpit. Uh, I got Joe, your Atlanta Jets fan, Juan Lima Bean, and Armani Ad. Give me one second. I just want to pick up Chode, uh Uglis super chat. Uh, he says, "Why would Lamar play for a beaver-faced <laughs> troglodyte in my, like Michael uh, who wouldn't figure, uh, who couldn't figure out to call an RPO play for Wilson? There's nothing about this staff that's going to be enticing their clowns." Um, I would say he has 245 million reasons why he would want to be a New York Jet (laughs) if he became a New York Jet or was possibly offered that. I don't think we're going for Lamar Jackson. I would be very surprised if it actually wound up happening. Um, I don't think Douglas is going to give up those kind of draft picks, but I think you would have to bring in an additional coach that could help you with uh, an offense for Lamar. But let's jump over to our next caller. We've got Joe, your Atlanta Jet fan. What's up, Joe?
5: What's going on, man?
4: I am uh, hanging in not there.
5: I didn't expect it, but
4: Right. Yeah, it d- didn't really pan out the way we had all planned. So, what are your thoughts on some of the comments that were made today? What are your thoughts on the Jets, you know, quarterback situation moving forward? What what's your assessment?
5: I right, so let's get straight to it. Uh yeah, we should hop on that uh Quentin Williams resigning ASAP. I think the 23 uh a year deal will be perfect. 23 to 26 uh million a year, you know. Mhm. And uh as the quarterback, that's where uh the dream is to get Aaron Rodgers. That's Zach Wilson's mm-hmm. idol. If you really behind Zach Wilson, I'm not get his idol. Like you have this is the perfect chance to get Zach Wilson's idol. If you really care and mm-hmm. love about this quarterback, and you behind him and you go on hell and high water however it is, you wanna get Aaron Rodgers. Period. Yeah, point. maybe like,
4: they get like Nathaniel Hackett as that veteran offensive ooh. assistant. They get exactly. Aaron Rodgers too, <laughs> and it's a whole You know, reunion here.
5: Yeah, exactly. And you're building your future quarterback of the New York Jets, period, point blank. Like, that's the smartest move in franchise history, I believe. (laughs) Like, you're really, like, all in about Zach Wilson.
4: Well, that's just it, too. Like, imagine if we had Mark Sanchez sitting behind Brett Favre for a year. Right. Like like Zach Wilson being able to sit behind Aaron Rodgers for a year. If you can figure out the money and you can make that work like, hey, Aaron, we're going to sign you to a contract. That's like a 10 year deal. We're going to pay you 50 million for next year. We're going to stretch out that signing bonus for 10 years. <laughs> so it's like fucking five million a year for the next 10 years. Screw it. We'll make it work. And then, uh, you know, hopefully something pans out from Zach. I don't think they're giving up on Zach. And I do think Rodgers is the most intriguing option. Um definitely worries me that it feels like he might be done um yeah but it would be a more i w- i like that swing more than i like brady even yeah, with giving yeah, up I'm, assets for rogers <laughs> yeah i'm
5: like i don't want to see brady in a changing uniform. phone out make me just throw up <laughs>
4: like, yeah it's like oh man i would trade a first round pick to get rogers <laughs> over a free brady <laughs> like i don't yeah, want to do that that sounds terrible
5: oh uh, nah, that sounds terrible I think there's, all these I think years. there's
4: a non-zero percent chance he could come here, but I, I think realistically he's going to Vegas or San, maybe San Francisco is like a vet backup, like him, Purdy, yeah. Lance, I don't know.
5: Yeah, yeah, something like that. But other than I just that, I hope that. we don't
4: swing and miss on all the quarterbacks because right now the right. Jets have a 25% chance to get Carr. That's the highest percent chance according to odds checker. Second mm. is the Colts with a 23.5% chance. So, like, let's say he goes to the Colts, Jimmy G goes to the, the Raiders, Brady goes to, I don't know where Brady goes, Tampa, uh, I don't know, Tennessee? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I got no oh. idea. Like, maybe he goes to the Raiders, maybe Jimmy G goes to Tennessee. Ah. I don't know. I just I don't want to swing and miss on all the options. We're going to have some options available to us, but it just scares yeah. me. I, I hate I hate I
5: having the court the, of that quarterback uh, question. This last thing, I believe after the offseason we had last year, I don't think we're going to swing or miss on nothing on nothing.
4: Definitely. What was that?
5: I said I don't think we're going to swing or miss on nothing, especially after we had a great offseason last year. So mm-hmm. I think
4: we're going to Yeah, no, we can't swing and miss If nah, you're if you're swinging, go for the fences. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, if you're going to yeah. roll the dice, Go all in. like If if Douglas and Salah think their like, jobs are legitimately on the line, maybe it yeah. is, Lamar. Who knows? <laughs> <Just> <laughs> throw it up. Screw it. We're going to have a good time while we watch you go up in flames. Joe, thank you so much for the call. You've been ejected from the cockpit. Uh, all right. We got Juan, Lima Bean, and then Armani AD. Let me just get Alex's super chat real quick, and then I will hop over to you guys. Uh, Alex says, Watching Ben Johnson call plays last night, and he is exactly what I was hoping my uh, Michael LaFleur would be. Uh, we would have had 10 wins with him as offensive coordinator. If the offensive coordinator can throw a screen pass or, you know, not throw it to the other team, then I agree with you, but I don't know. I mean, if Zach could just hit easy throws, maybe we'd be in a better spot. I don't know if it's all on the floor. I know we want to make him the scapegoat. Juan, welcome to the cockpit. Hey, what's up, man? I'm hanging in there. How are you doing tonight?
9: Pretty good. Just got a few things I was thinking about. Um, yeah, shoot. I wish, I really wish we could get Lamar, but I just <laughs> I just don't see it. I mm-hmm. just don't see it. Um, one, the offense we run, like 49ers, mm-hmm. they don't really use a mobile quarterback per se.
4: But they wanted one. They got Trey Lance for that reason.
9: That is true, but again... You know, you gotta. I will believe it until I see it. And another thing, <laughs> fair enough. Another thing that people are not putting in account. If I remember correctly, the Ravens did offer him a contract, but his agents, that is, his family, denied the contract. And then, yeah, the- I don't,
4: I don't remember what Lamar's contract offer was, or if it was even made public. Uh, my understanding is he wants a bigger guarantee than Watson. And if I'm him, I completely understand. You are an MVP of the NFL and you don't have 20 some odd allegations <laughs> against you. Like you've been a shining model of like oh. what we want our quarterback to be, aside from like maybe a few comments, but like by and large, like Lamar's a good dude.
9: I I agree with that, but another thing with what happened in Monday night football, a lot of these free agents are gonna ask for more than what the market we think is gonna be. Of course. Because they they're gonna want more guaranteed money. So I think Lamar is just going to be just too rich for our pockets. Mm-hmm. If we can't get Jimmy G or Carr, I will say maybe just to hold the shit down,
4: the backup from Cleveland. Hmm. That's interesting. So for me, I don't know what happens with Lamar, because if you want to trade for Lamar, you almost want to do it like as soon as possible, because freaking Herbert's going to get a deal. Burrow's going to get a deal. I don't think two is going to get a deal just because of everything going on with his health right now. Um, but you got those two guys getting contracts, and Lamar's going to, you know, whoever gets paid last is going to get more than the two previous guys. So it's going to be fascinating to see how this all shakes out. Maybe those two have different types of contracts than what Lamar's would be structured as, but I don't know. I don't know where it, they go.
9: It, it's hard to say. Like, I would say I would love to see Zach work out, but again, I just don't know where they go from here. Is mm-hmm. do they ride out with Zach with the rumors we're hearing, or they get that veteran guy and blow it all up in the next few years? I just yeah. Don't I mean, know.
4: I think they could go with the veteran guy and still keep a like a read on Zach Wilson. Um, I think if you go with Derek Carr, I think you're probably stopping that talk at that point. Um, I don't know gonna be interesting juan thank you so much for the call you've been ejected from the cockpit um all right uh blitz crew i'm gonna get to your super chat in just a second i just want to get to lima bean because he's been kind of sitting here for a little bit uh lima bean welcome to the cockpit
10: oh well i got a lot of points and even though i know you don't have a chicken i know the timer so um (laughs) basically i just want to I, I guess I had this question for a while. Why wasn't John Benton brought back? Like, I, I, I mean, we don't know if he would have made a difference or not. Maybe Zach would have still sucked. But, like, I think of it as a parent. If your kid's having trouble in school, he would do everything in your power, like tutors and whatnot, like on the side, right? So he doesn't cost anything with the tap, Like, why not bring mm-hmm. in a guy that Zach likes and knows him really well? So that's my thing. And as for offensive, like, experienced guy, how about Frank Reich? You think that's a possibility? Like, you know.
4: I think I think Frank Reich's a possibility if they want to offer him, like, an assistant head coaching job. I don't know if he's just going to take, like, senior offensive assistant or something like that. I mean, maybe he will. I would be all about it. I think he's a good quarterback coach. Um, but you touched on a, a very good thing that we actually got a little bit of insight in today, and that is...
10: Yeah, he wanted the room sorry. quiet, right? What was that? He wanted the room quiet, but it's like you needed a Exactly. Like, there was too many... Like, well,
4: there was there was too many uh, cooks in the kitchen, right? When it came to the offensive side of the ball, it was yeah, Lafleur. But a it was.
10: Has like 100
4: cooks in them. I, I know, but like I would, I would, I would think the meaning behind that statement was Lafleur, Calabrese, and Beck, and the only one of those three that was not brought back was Beck. <laughs> so I think they have an issue with that. I think there's probably a little bit more behind the scenes where the Jets are probably not thrilled with maybe him working with Beck. I think that's kind of maybe where I we're mean, starting to see some of it go.
10: Like, I would hire Kermit the Frog if he makes Zach better, right? Like, it just doesn't Well, make that's sense.
4: just it. Like, it, like Does Beck make Zach better? He's worked with him for two off-seasons. Or does – Well, it's
10: different. Does, the, yes, now, well, we saw him like, in-season. The, 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 the
4: issue we got from uh, Joe Douglas today was that Zach – and the injuries were inopportune at the time. He missed, you know, three essentially three preseason games, yeah. um, and the training camp that was associated with it, plus three weeks into the regular season as well. So that, I mean, maybe that was enough to just hamstring his entire season. But I don't think it would have thrown his he footwork sure off.
10: Brought a present, who would have worked?
4: Oh yeah, well, I, I blame Salah 100 yeah. percent for that, and I think I, I put it in a recent video and where I was like, "Great hey,
10: the thing was lost." And quickly before I run out of time, I guess yeah, our yeah, yeah. game sucked. Um, O-line, I don't know what the hell's going to happen. we got to figure that shit out because it doesn't matter who's – like we put in Mike White and Joe Flacco, and they still put up six points each, you know, so that's a problem. Um, That's ugly. I think Kurt Warren could be a good QB coach if he wanted to, you know, just putting Mm -hmm. that out there. Pay Quinn and Williams because he's great for our core, like Um, no-brainer. Screw Gore and uh, Mike Lennon and all those guys uh, just in general because they fucked up our Trevor Lawrence sweepstakes. And, uh, yeah, just – Dick Zach, somehow. I hear you, brother. He's 8-3. Let not tear rotator
4: cuff. Love it. Lima Bean, you're out of here. <laughs> You've been ejected from the cockpit. I've got Armani, AD, and Joe up next. Uh, I'm just going to get to Blitz Crew super chat, and then uh, I'll be right back to you guys. Uh, Blitz Crew says, Any chance Aaron Rodgers tells the Packers he will negotiate, renegotiate uh, with a new contract with the team he picks, Packers avoid dead cat money uh, and get something from him rather than retire. Um, It's entirely possible that that's the way that works out. Maybe they structured it that way, so that way it was almost a de facto uh, no-trade clause for for Rodgers to get out of Green Bay. That's interesting. I hadn't thought about that. I have seen people talk about him or the team maybe talking to him about not getting his guarantee in March which is what triggers like the really massive cap hit, if he's willing to waive that and facilitate a trade, I think there's a very high chance that he winds up being a New York Jet. If he can make that money work and it doesn't hurt the Packers, because the Packers are going to want to go on to Jordan Love. They traded up for Jordan Love at one point. I think they're probably... It feels like they're tired of Rodgers, even though they gave him the deal last year. Um, I don't think Rodgers is going to retire. I don't think he can really like leverage it but he might be able to say like, hey, look, we can save a whole bunch of money on your salary cap if I forego this guarantee and get something from a, from a new team. So who knows? I'd like to see it. I think, there's a, I think there's definitely a possibility if Rogers can work with the contract. Because I do think there's value in having a Super Bowl caliber quarterback for next year, but then going back to the option of having Zach. Um, I think there's value there for sure. Uh, All right, Armani AD, welcome to the cockpit. Ryan, what's going on, man? Dude, I'm hanging in there. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing good. I'm doing good, man. Happy New Year, by the way. Happy New Year to you as well. Where about you calling from?
11: Yeah, Yeah, I'm wearing my uh, Chad Pennington, you
4: know. Love it. Love I got my Chad Pennington jersey in the closet over there. I have, like, when I went through uh, high school when the Giants won... They won my senior year and then they won my senior year in college. So I taped over the back of my Pennington jersey and I put Manning on the back because they beat the Patriots both times. Well,
11: you know, I I wanted wanted to get right into it today because, I, I, you know, you hear everything Mm -hmm. online about, you know, should we fire, you know, Mike LaFleur, let him go. And, you know, everybody brings up Gary Kubiak. Everybody brings up Frank Wright. And I I think about two things. Both of them Mm -hmm. are 61 years old. Both Mm -hmm. of them started – you know, with respective clubs that had amazing quarterbacks, you know, mm-hmm. you had Gary Kubiak who started with, you know, back at San Fran. And also he started with John Elway. You had uh, Frank White, who started with, you know, being in some offensive capacity with the Indianapolis Colts with Peyton Manning, you know, they had time to develop and they had one of the best, you know, top two, top five, whatever you want to put them at, you know, quarterbacks mm-hmm. of all time. So you know, I feel like you got to give LaFleur more time. You know, you got to mm-hmm. give him time to develop. Maybe we have him for one more year and see where it works out. And I get it. It's not, you know, nobody really cares for LaFleur being mm-hmm. there anymore. And I, and I get that from, you know, the standpoint of we couldn't score when we got close to the red zone at all. We were just, mm-hmm. you know, inept uh, when it comes to that. But, you know, overall, I feel like give us one more year because if we dump him, you know, how are we going to recruit more uh, coaches in the future? We, we have to stop mm-hmm. being a turnstile as well, too, because people look at that as well, too, from a competitive standpoint. Do I even want to play with this city? Do I want to work for this city? Because it seems mm-hmm. like they're just letting people go. Um, as far as Quinn and Williams, you got to re-sign him right away. As far as mm-hmm. the starting quarterback, I would love Aaron Rodgers. I'm the biggest Aaron Rodgers fan you'll find, but Oh, you know, Aaron Rodgers, one day he wants to be the host of Jeopardy, and the next day, you know, he wants to go out into the wilderness and reconnect, like, the show alone. <laughs> Get some so ayahuasca. Like, you know what I mean? You know, like, <laughs> you know I don't know, but I, I I, do think that our best bet will possibly be Derek Carr, which I don't think Jimmy G is one that's going to be suitable for us because we're going to mm-hmm. probably be playing Mike White uh, mm-hmm. at <laughs> some point in the season. So I think Derek Carr is our best, best bet. I would love Lamar, but I think that, you know, the Ravens wouldn't be that foolish. They already can see what happened with Deshaun Watson and that whole debacle. I think mm-hmm. they're going to keep What But your thoughts?
4: Yeah, no, I think uh, as far as offensive assistant, I do want to keep Mike LaFleur for another year. I hope they don't mind up moving on from him. I think we'll we'll hear a little bit more over these next few days. Um, but I would like to hold on to LaFleur. I'd like to bring in an offensive assistant, someone that could be, you know, senior, offensive guy, uh, could be the... I don't know, it could be a former head coach, could be a former guy that's worked with, you know, within the the Shanahan system in the past. I don't know. I'm sure they got a list of guys somewhere. But I definitely want to bring someone in. I don't want to fire LaFleur, but I'd like to bring in someone that can run an offense that if we have to fire LaFleur, we could then keep that guy as our OC moving forward with the same regime. Because like you said, I do not like turnover at all. I think there is a very big, uh, like if I'm going into a new position and I see, hey, every two years this regime is getting flipped over I don't want to go there as a good candidate like so I I completely agree with you on there as far as getting Quinnen resigned I think it should happen early on the only reason I think it may wait a little bit is to see where all the chips fall as far as quarterback goes because I think Quinnen is still a valuable trade chip on his current contract and allowing another team the ability to to dictate what they do with him I don't think they're going to want to trade him I think he'll he'll wind up getting resigned and he'll stay a jet for a long time uh, and then, as far as starting quarterback in 2023, Rodgers would be cool. I think the value in Rodgers is that you can move on from him after a year. Because even though he's been dabbling back and forth, you that's say, true. "Hey, we want you for a season. We'll we'll sign you for one year because we want to go back to Zach Wilson after this. Let's try to win a Super Bowl one year before we like sacrifice too much of our salary cap. And like
11: I that for a mentorship role, I, I like that. I can go
4: with right. That. Like that's okay. Like I'm I'm here for the one year Super Bowl caliber quarterback that as opposed to, like, you know, maybe some other options. Like, I don't know if Minshew's really a realistic target or, you know, man, if we wind up with, like, Andy Dalton or something like that, and it's, like, Andy Dalton with Zach backing him up, I'm going to go on a... It's Joe Flacco all over again. I'm going to be jumping out my window. (laughs) I'm not watching that. You can't talk me into Andy Dalton. Armani (laughs) AD, thank you so much for the call. You have been ejected from the cockpit. Uh, Joe and Captain Savage, you guys are up next. I just want to get to... uh, Three comments real quick, and then we'll get back over to you guys. Uh, Alex comes in and says, When Zach was talking about making people's lives hell, he was really directing that all at us us poor Jet fans who had to watch him the last two years. Uh, That's brutal. (laughs) I I know where you're coming from, brother, because it's been a rough go about it. I uh, I definitely have not liked what I've seen from the, the whole Zach experiment to this date. I just want to see him operate within the offense. That's all I want to see. Uh, T. Willie dropped in with his twenty-one member, twenty-one month member super chat. Says I kind of want to get Carr and keep Wilson. I think if they they go after Carr, there's probably more of a realistic chance that they don't hold on to Wilson, unless the here's the unless, and I've been saying that Carr is going to be a free agent. But if the Jets think they're not going to get him, and he wouldn't mind playing here. And there's a situation where the Jets can give up something, some sort of package of players and picks to get him and Devontae Adams because now you have... And and you would take him on this contract because then you would have Carr for a year. And then maybe there's a situation where you decide, okay, after next year, we decide if we're going to lock in Carr for a new long-term deal or if we're going to move on with Zach Wilson. I don't think that's the case with Carr having a, a fully guaranteed or a full no trade clause. He can dictate what happens. If he thinks he can go to New York with his best buddy, maybe he okays a trade then. That's an interesting thought process. Um, But I don't think, uh, I think he winds up being a free agent. Um, But yeah, I would totally. Carr and Wilson, sure. All about it. Uh, And then Dante comes in. Dante says, to me, the only answers are either Carr, Rogers, or Lamar Jackson. Jimmy G is too injury prone Wilson is bad. White is a great backup uh, quarterback. Mike LaFleur should go. Reich is acceptable. I'm down for Kingsbury as OC. Yeah, if they were to move on from LaFleur, Kingsbury and Reich are interesting options that have high upside that I've seen, we've seen like good quality quarterback play from. Um, as far as Rodgers, Carr, and Jackson, I like all of them. Jackson probably the least so because of the like how crazy that cost is going to going to be Jimmy G being injury prone. I'll stand by this all off season. That is almost seen as a pro I think for the New York jets. Um, I don't now. I think there's going to be a a dollar amount that we consider not signing him because of that injury prone level. But I think the option to be able to go back to Zach is still very much in the back of this regime's mind. If it's not, then I think you resign Mike white and you trade Zach Wilson. Um, but otherwise, Zach will be the number two quarterback, and they would probably not feel bad about going back to him at some point. So, Dante, thank you so much for the super chat. Uh, all right, we got Joe coming in. Joe, welcome mm-hmm. to the cockpit. Hey Ryan, how are you? I can't hear you right now. Is your microphone on? Do mm-hmm. you hear me? Oh, you're really low. Mm-hmm. Is a speakerphone maybe? Mm-hmm. Click on click on the speaker. If there is one. I don't know if there is one. Let me call you back. Yeah, call me back. I'll hop over to you. In the meantime, I'm going to go to Captain Savage. Captain Savage, welcome to the cockpit.
12: Ryan, happy holidays to you, brother. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. We we ain't speaking like six weeks. I've been working like a madman. But how you doing, brother? How's everything?
4: Dude, I'm doing good. Happy New Year to you as well. Merry Christmas, happy holidays to you and your family. How are you feeling now that we have reached the end of our season?
12: I mean, these last last several weeks have been killer. You know, um, to be 7-4 and four and then to burn out like how we did was painful. It hurt. But there was a lot of, you know, injuries, you know, Zach not getting it right, you know, a carousel with the quarterback position, you mm. know, so all in all, you know, Hey, Vegas had us win, win in five and a half games. We mm. won, we, you know, we do you know, we, we Game got more, more than that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, so we got more than that. So I'm, I'm cool with that. I kind of think we were a little ahead of schedule in the first half of the season with mm. uh the way the team was playing, but all in all, you know, Tough burning out the way we did, but the future is bright, you know. As far as quarterback-wise, I would love Lamar. I would love mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers, you know. Uh, I would also love Derek Carr. You know, I like the Aaron Rodgers. Shout out to that that caller that made that suggestion. Aaron mm-hmm. Rodgers, bring him in, mentor Zach. Zach looks mm-hmm. up to him. I think if you bring him in, he'll have Zach's ear all the way long, And he can teach him how to, you know, Do the job, play the position, handle the media, handle teammates. You know, so I wouldn't be bad with that. You know, yeah. I I like. Are we gonna have to give up King's ransom? Yeah. Well, well, that's just it. Like, how
4: much is it worth? Like, if if Roger says, "Hey, I'll forego some of this guaranteed money," so that way it doesn't crush your cap. Right. And then all of a sudden we're gonna do. um, I don't know. I just I feel like there's. I think there's a way we could get Aaron Rodgers without it costing too crazy much. I just don't know if the money's gonna be there. And then I think the LaFleur connection definitely helps us. I think us practicing with them and training with yeah. them this past few preseasons, I think that plays a factor as well. Or I guess it was not this preseason, it was two preseasons ago because we did the Falcons this year. Um Yeah, I, I think there's there's enough connections there that I think it could definitely make sense. I think that's not off the table at all. Is Rogers do you think Rodgers is your your option for quarterback or you're just you're cool with any like lamar car any of them
12: yeah yeah any of the three in my opinion i mean as far as zach you know i would go aaron Rodgers route i would also go jimmy g because with his injury history it's kind of guaranteed that zach will probably get in there somewhere along the season you know but the whole thing mm-hmm. is will he be ready but You know, one quick thing before you boot me out of here, Mr. Special Art guy, you know what I'm saying? Does he get Offensive Rookie of the Year? In your opinion, did he solidify with the game on Sunday?
4: uh, Captain Savage is wearing a Garrett Wilson jersey. I I, I don't know. I feel like Kenneth Walker has the touchdown numbers, and I think Garrett Wilson may just miss out on it, and I think we'll get Sauced to get Defensive Rookie of the Year. If Garrett Wilson had Joe or Mike throwing to him in the middle part of the season, I'd say it's a lock. I hope they right. got it for him. I wonder if his little like backwards pass where he lost yardage <laughs> on right. that throw yeah. wound up costing well, the him the like the, the, the necessary right. stats right. to get offensive rookie of the year. Right. I don't right. know.
12: <laughs> I got my fingers you know, crossed, well,
4: Captain Savage. Thank you so much for the call.
12: Me. You have been. Thank you, brother. Ejected. Be safe. All the best.
4: All the best to you too. Been ejected from the cockpit. Um, all right. We got uh, Joe over there. Let's see if we can get back to Joe real quick. Uh Joe, can you hear me at all? I can hear you. There you go. I got you loud and clear. Well, all I can say about
2: the season is that it got away from us and mm. it was a lost season in my eyes.
4: Yeah. I mean, it feels like that after being <laughs> six and three or, you know, whatever we were at the one point in the season. Um, but overall, I think if you're looking at the large scale view of the season, you're feeling pretty confident with the building blocks we have in place for the first time in a very, very long time.
2: Oh, yeah. I thought Joe Douglas, you know, now Mm. you see the final product he put out there with the last two drafts. He did great. I mean, uh, I do
4: think offensive line is the biggest pain in the ass because we've spent so much, so much money. We've spent so many draft picks. Joe Douglas, like that, is his thing, and it still is not working out. Like (laughs) that, to me, is the most frustrating part. Like even more so than the quarterback. Like I feel like we can get a quarterback. The O line not being healthy and like coming together, the consistency. Ugh.
2: Yeah, you're right. I mean. I mean, you know, injuries happen in the NFL. It's part of the game, so you have to live with it. I'm a little yeah, disappointed sure. though that uh Makai Becton got hurt two years in a row.
4: You know. Yeah, I mean we're talking like nearly. I gotta three say this though, this whole thing with
2: Lamar him, right? Jackson.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah, go on. Joe, can you hear me? Uh oh. Sorry, Joe. <laughs> You're gone. Uh, Lamar Jackson. It sounds like he's not too happy with Lamar Jackson or doesn't think it's going to happen. One or the other. Who knows? Let's see. I'll scroll back through the chat. We'll go through a few comment questions that you guys are going through. I don't have anyone in my uh, my little call-in log, so if you guys want to call in, you'll uh, you'll get through, most likely. Let's see. T. Willie says, "I feel like Wilson is actually going to work his butt off and come back and be a lot better. Start Carr, push for Wilson that much more, uh, or will push that much, push Wilson that much more. Have him sit behind and learn the ins and outs of the system. I just don't know if you sign Derek Carr and like it makes sense. Like I think Derek Carr is going to opt out of his deal, and I think he's going to get." Probably like a three-year, $100 million contract. And at that point, you're not keeping Zach Wilson, I don't think. I would be very surprised. I think in that situation, if you get Derek Carr before free agency starts, then I think you sign Mike White and you actively start to discuss trading Zach Wilson at that point. Um, because if you're signing Carr for three years, unless you're trading Zach in some sort of package, I don't know. It's a weird situation um but i do like having zach sit and learn um finger lakes jeff fan says bring in uh jim bob cooter as oc just for the name stafford liked him yeah i heard there was rumors about stafford coming to new york because he may may want out with uh sean mcveigh possibly retiring who knows who knows Uh, Harlan Abrams says Adams wants to stay in Vegas. I do think Adams wants to stay in Vegas because he grew up near that area. If I'm not mistaken, I think he does want to play with Carr more than Vegas necessarily. Um, but I think he's willing to stay in Vegas for the right quarterback. Like, I think he'll stay there for, um, Jimmy Garoppolo. I think he'll stay there for, uh, Tom Brady. I think he'll, you know, any, any number of guys, I think it's definitely possible. Um, let's see. Damon Allman says, Wilson is staying in 2023 no matter what, unless he's traded because of dollars. 24 is the first time they could consider moving on from him. Uh, they, I've said this for a while. They can move on from Zach Wilson after June 1st. I mean, th- they could do it now, and you just have to allocate money in a contract to another player into 2024 because his cap hit would hit you in 2023 so it's it's just playing with numbers more so than anything else but i get what you're saying his cap hit if traded prior to june 1st would be higher it would be a 20 million dollar cap hit this year instead of like a 10 million this year and a 10 million next year um but if you if you trade him after june 1st it then splits his cap hit so that way you have the 10 million dollar cap hit now and then you have his the rest of the cap hit you know as if it were the following season. So Jets could do it after that point. I think it could make a lot of sense. If it were me, I would fluff his trade value up in preseason um, because you're not going to get a whole lot for him right now. And I do think you want to send him to a team during training camp so that way they can get him up to speed a little bit and see him through an entire season next year before they have to make a, a decision on his fifth year rookie contract uh his fifth year option which is has to be made after next season so uh, a few things to consider uh let's see Trin the Great says, once we get a quarterback that ends up on a cheesy insurance commercial we'll know we're elite yeah right if we could do like Discount, triple check. <laughs> Something along those. Uh oh, it is sad. It is sad. Oh, Trin the Grid. I didn't even see your other comment in there. He says Jets quarterbacks never end up with cheesy insurance ads. Sad. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's true. Uh Jin Pox says, put on the boxing gloves or put the boxing gloves on Zach Wilson. Toughen him up. Yeah, it feels like he could use uh, a little bit of fight club, right? Like put him out there. Let him get knocked around a little bit. Sounds like he's been pampered a little bit too much. Um, I don't know that to be true. I mean, maybe he's a hard worker. I'm picking on this one just because, uh, I like the name. I think it's funny. Rich Semini's crusty tissue. (laughs) Is this guy speaking through a hole in his neck. Uh, that's pretty funny. (laughs) Uh, no, everyone has talked through their actual mouths. Um... Blitz Crew says, I think Aaron would love New York City. Yes, I do too. I think he very much would lap up all the attention in New York City. He loves the cameras on him. He's such a drama queen, but that's okay. If we can have him for a year, I'm all right with it. Um, John G says, Zach's going to be doing curls to build up his clipboard arm. <laughs> you'll, you'll hang some weights from the little hole in the top of the clipboard, right? And you just, as he lifts it up, that'll be his workout. <laughs> Uh, Zach needs Rogers and an ayahuasca trip to get straight. I don't know. I think Rogers after the ayahuasca isn't necessarily the best, (laughs) but that's all right. Uh, Finger Lakes Jet Fan says, I think a second or third for Carr and use a first on O-line, three, four, and five can still grab good safety and linebacker and center. Um, I don't, unless you're getting Devontae Adams... I don't think Carr is going to accept a trade. I think he knows. He's only guaranteed like 30 or $40 million if he moves on with this current contract. And then he can get hurt, and he's only got that. If he opts out of his contract, he is going to get a Kirk Cousins kind of deal. It's going to be like a three-year $90 million deal or three-year $100 million fully guaranteed contract. I think he's 100% going to opt out, and I think you don't have to spend any draft picks to go get him. Um, I would bring in car. I would use the first on an offensive tackle. If the tackles are gone, I'd consider a guard. If not, maybe I trade down. Um, and then I would honestly look for, if, if you could have me go tackle guard center in the draft and then just figure out safety and linebacker and undrafted free agency or in free agency, I'd be totally good with that. The offensive line is like so critically important and we're so hurt on it. Like throw all the assets. I don't care what it is. (laughs) Just make it work. Uh, All right. We've got Zubin, a.k.a. Blitz Crew, joining in. What's up, Blitz Crew? Welcome to the show. Hey, Ryan. Great finally getting on with you. Yeah, nice to finally talk to you.
2: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Aside from all the super chats, I guess. Yeah.
4: Much appreciated.
2: Always welcome. So what do you think we're going to do offensive line? I mean, Obviously, we want to use the first-round pick if we don't trade it away for a quarterback, but... Mm. I mean, other than that, we, we're probably losing our center. We have a huge hole at left guard. I don't know where we play AVT. I mean, what are your thoughts?
4: Yeah, so for me, uh, left guard, I, I, let's go left tackle to right tackle. We'll go across the board. So left tackle right now, you got Dwayne Brown potentially coming back next year. He's got some guaranteed money on that deal. He's got to have surgery in the off season. Does he want to retire? What winds up happening with him? I think that's, you know, he's an option for us for next year if he if he decides to come back. I think at left guard, you have Tomlinson there for another year. You're just kind of stuck with him, which like kind of sucks <laughs> for his contract because he has been horrible. But I think you're kind of stuck with him for another year. I do think you have to draft his backup because you're going to have to replace him probably after next year, unless he just gets it together. Uh, center with McGovern's interesting because I would like to bring him back. When I was doing a little bit of research, I started working on my mock offseason, my, my 1.0, and... McGovern's listed as a $12.7 million market value or market rate. And I don't know if I necessarily want to pay him that much money, but I don't know if I necessarily want to like possibly roll the dice on like maybe an injury prone center. Like it sucks. Like McGovern at least has been out there and been available. Like I think maybe trying to bring him back is, is the correct way to do it. Um, right guard is AVT right now, at least for next year, right tackle. I'm looking at, so I've got Max Mitchell, and then I've got Beckton, right? Like, those are the two guys that are probably going to compete for that spot. I don't think we bring back George Fant. On the left-hand side, to compete with Dwayne Brown, I would use that first pick on someone, that 13th overall pick, without me watching too much tape right now. I've been saying Broderick Jones just because he's the tackle from Georgia. I like the SEC guys. I think he's got the size. Um, and can play a few different positions as well. So you, you have a little bit of flexibility there. Um, as far as free agency goes, there's a right tackle from uh, San Francisco, McGlinchley, McGlinchly, who's gonna hit free agency potentially. I would like to bring him in and then maybe have Mitchell compete with him. And then on the left-hand side, maybe it is like a Beckton verse number 13 overall pick if Brown doesn't wind up coming home. It kind of depends on what Brown winds up doing, but I still wanna have I wanna have four capable tackles like two starters and a swing tackle and then like some high-end insurance but i think you know mitchell will wind up being that insurance at some point
2: yeah because it seems like our biggest barrier to getting a good quarterback making this being their ideal landing spot
4: yeah right like like offensive line like no one wants to get beat up and and that's where i kind of struggle with Carr. like are they going to be able to convince enough people that like hey our best left tackle that was arguably one of the best tackles in the game when he was healthy two years ago is coming back from injury Like so don't worry about your blind side (laughs) and then this (laughs) pro bowler who played like shit this year at left guard, don't worry, he'll play better next year when you get the guy that's always hurt back and then we don't know what's going on with center right now because free agency hasn't happened, Derek Carr, don't you worry about that Um, because you're going to sign before free agency, that's a concern Uh, but we got AVT back and he can play every position so whenever we have an injury we'll just slide him over
2: exactly, exactly
4: (laughs) (laughs) Blitz crew, I love it Uh, I don't have any other, any other, uh, callers on the line. So if you want to ask another question, I'm all about it. I'm not going to give you the timer.
2: All right. Uh, so, uh, what do we do for the third QB spot? Do we draft a young person? Do we take someone that like just never showed out like drew lock or something like that? Uh,
4: I'd like to roll the dice on someone. I would like to go in the draft. Someone that's piqued my interest enough right now is Tanner McKee, this the quarterback from Stanford. He's like six foot six, has I think he's like 235 pounds. He's like a he's a big dude. He hasn't lived up to his high school to college expectations. And they're projecting him. I think Tankathon has him somewhere around pick like 50 or 60, but I've seen a lot of other people put him in the third or fourth round. If he's there in the third or fourth round, that's someone that I would consider being like our third string quarterback, where someone you can just let him sit behind. Like you have, like let's say you have Jimmy G, and you, like Jimmy G comes in, you have Zach sitting behind him. Jimmy G goes down, Zach hops in. Then you still have your your young quarterback that you're you're gonna play him off as if he's gonna be the backup role, but maybe you have higher aspirations for him, you know, in the future. And this is the opportunity to now let him sit and learn the way you wanted to. Maybe have Zach do it, but with the second overall pick expectations, maybe you just couldn't do it. Um, but he's someone I find interesting. I've had a few people met, reach out and say, uh, Hendon, her, uh, Hendon Hooker. Hooker. Yeah. I I don't know. He tore his ACL like not that long ago. Like he, he's got a redshirt year next year, right off the bat. <laughs> like I so, think
2: he's an older rookie than most, too. He
4: is. I think he's going to be twenty four. Um, which actually, Tanner McKee went on a two year. Uh, mission as well, so I think he's going. He's on the older end of that spectrum as well, um, and I think a lot well, of people both those guys
2: wanted have very low picks in college, if I remember correctly, and uh, it's kind of a, a huge plus.
4: Yeah, let me let me let me pull it up real quick. Tanner, I don't know what their stats are offhand. Okay.
2: We're finally to the time of year where I'm starting to shop PFF and look for my
4: right. Future I I projects. like, dude, I love. I love the off season, like more than more than regular season for at least the last few years, just because of everything that's been going on with the New York Jets, but like very much like yeah. it. Uh, all right. So passing wise, uh, so last year played in 10 games, had 2,300 passing yards. This is Tanner McKee. Um, mm-hmm. this year had 2,900 yards last year, 15 touchdowns this year, 13 touchdowns. Seven interceptions last year, eight interceptions this year. Quarterback rating, uh, 138.7 last year, 126.4 this year. Uh, He did have four rushing touchdowns last year, two rushing touchdowns this year. So the kid's got some wheels. But again, like I said, he just has kind of like unrecognized potential. um, And maybe there's something there. Who knows? Just some thoughts. (laughs) <laughs> Blitzcrew, I'm going to eject you because I finally got someone else waiting here. Thank you so much. I appreciate all, all right. the love as well. Thank you so much, bro. You've been ejected from the cockpit. Uh, all right. Uh, I had someone else in here, but uh, I guess it's Fabian. Fabian's up on the clock. What's up, dude? Welcome to the cockpit.
3: Hey, what's up, Ryan? How's it hanging?
4: I'm hanging in there all right. It's been a uh, a long season. I'm, I don't want to say I'm glad it's finally done, but I'm glad we're talking a little off-season action now
3: yeah yeah that's the jet super bowl the off season unfortunately but one year we'll get there <laughs> the real one <laughs> right. um, soon enough yeah um going forward i it doesn't excite me but i think jimmy g and mike white would be the way to mm-hmm. go starting next season uh i'm not gonna lie to you i don't think lamar's realistic having said that that would be exciting yeah i'm not into that i'm not into giving away the mm-hmm. draft picks Having said that, I'm, I'm with you. You said it before, it'd be exciting. Man. <laughs> it Dude, would be something Well, that's
4: up. just it. It's like like if you get Lamar, it's like total screw it. <laughs> Who gives yeah. a shit? Like let's, let's just have fun. Like I'm all about that. I do agree. I think Jimmy G is the most likely. And if they think they can get something for Zach, then I think bringing White back to be Jimmy G's backup makes a ton of sense because then Jimmy G, if he doesn't wind up working out, maybe Mike White could eventually be a nice answer for us. Um, I just get the feeling that they kind of know what Mike White is, and I think there's enough mystique around what Zach Wilson could potentially be that I would I would be surprised if Zach Wilson was not QB2 in any situation next year.
3: It, you mean any other team, our team or any other team? Me?
4: Yeah, well, no, I mean for our team. I don't see any situation oh, okay. where, where like, you know, I don't think we'd bring back Mike White. I don't think they want to – admit like full failure of Zach Wilson. I think he, he is going to be here. Um, and I just, I feel like I'm not seeing Mike white being number two in front of Zach Wilson. Like, I don't think they're going to make him quarterback three for next season.
3: No, I, I, the thing with Zach Wilson on top of the shitty play is clearly I've said this before on losing teams, the backup, (laughs) quarterback is a popular one. When the backup popular one is on a winning team, the backup quarterback is a popular player on a winning team, which at that time he was, that's mm-hmm. a problem. There's something more than that. That's why I don't know if – but, again, you're right. They're not going to just train for a bag of balls either. But, listen, Joe Douglas has done it before. I mean, maybe if mm-hmm. you were to get a fourth, that might be enough because it just doesn't seem like in this town with these players, it's mm-hmm. going to work. Even if he fixes some of the flaws, it just seems like the first – Bad mm. pass, and that's and with Jimmy G with his history of injuries, mm. he's going to be seeing the field, unfortunately. So, but you might be right. And listen, the mm. best case scenario is him being the success with that rookie contract. Then you know,
4: yeah. It's, well, that's it's, just it it's man. If we hit on Zach Wilson, that was the pick. If you were able to hit on it, you knew we'd have enough talent because of all the other draft picks. And the nice saving grace for Zach Wilson is that we didn't have to trade up. Like imagine being San Francisco and like giving up three first round picks to go up and get Trey Lance. And now Trey Lance like has played like three games for you his entire career. Like that's brutal. And like, as much as it sucks being a Jet fan, like I know the 49ers are in a better spot because they're, they're winning games and whatnot. They had the quarterback in place, but like they gave up a bunch of picks to try and move on from Jimmy G. (laughs) We may wind up getting Jimmy G and... I don't know. It's it's weird.
3: It It's crazy. And it's like it's asinine yet. You can't even criticize them because look where they are. But it, i gonna throw something out. This is a crazy yeah. thought. This just doesn't solve our quarterback. We think Zach Wilson for Trey Lance just switching headaches. And this doesn't solve. Ooh. We still need Derek Carr or Jimmy G. It just seems like he's not yeah. wanted there and this guy's not wanted here. They're around the same in the draft board last year.
4: Mm-hmm. That's interesting. And, 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 again, I don't – I I wouldn't hate that. I did think that Shanahan liked Wilson the most going into that draft and I feel like yeah. if they didn't have Lance, there's a high probability we could trade Wilson there. Um, I think instead of Trey Lance, there's a higher probability we get Jordan Love just because of the yeah. timing and like him wanting to be a starter like being like, hey, Jordan Love, you're gonna go compete with Zach Wilson over in New York. Like, we have insight on, on you know, the whole situation because of LaFleur's brother being there. The brothers, I think yeah. that's more likely. I think Lance is definitely going to be in San Francisco for next season. But Fabian, thank yeah. you so much for the call, brother. You've been ejected from the cockpit. All right. Up next, we got Christopher. Christopher, what's up, dude? Welcome to the cockpit.
8: What's up, Richie? Um, Ryan, can
4: you hear me? <laughs> oh, man, You got to be kidding me. No, it's all right. <laughs> it's an R name. It's fine. Bye. <laughs>
8: uh, <laughs> Yeah, first-time caller, by the way. Two quick things I want to discuss. Um, number one, I'm hearing a lot about Woody Johnson talking about the um, the offseason. First mm-hmm. off, he needs to shut his mouth because he's part of the problem. Stop trying to play the victim because you're done. Mm-hmm. And the quarterback situation, I'm not really interested in getting a veteran quarterback. I mean, we have one right now, Joe Flacco, and Look where he ended up. No, but you can't
4: argue that Joe Flacco and like Derek Carr, Jimmy Garoppolo are not on different levels. Like Derek, Joe Flacco for me is like, like if we wanted to sign one, someone similar to Joe Flacco, it'd wind up being like Andy Dalton. Like if you're getting Aaron Rodgers, a Tom Brady, a Derek Carr, Jimmy Garoppolo, any one of those would be better than Joe Flacco. And then even like the next tier of guys, like if you wanted to go Jamison, James Winston, Gardner Minshew, like I'd take any of them over Joe Flacco as well.
8: Yeah, but I mean, Green Bay's not going to let go of of Rodgers and Carr. I'm not so sure. I'm a little suspicious, but it is what it is anyway. But I just thought I let you, I just thought I let that all out. So Mm -hmm. if you, if Woody ever does talk, don't listen because all he talks is nonsense. I'm not buying anything he says. Um, well, I want want
4: to touch base on that real quick. So, so Woody Johnson. I understand the frustration that Jet fans have with Woody Johnson and I think it's because he he comes off maybe a little dweeby um but I do think that by and large the Johnson family has always ponied up the money for the GM to spend how they want like you you see them go out and spend big money on free agents and it just it, it's we've whiffed on it like it's been bad signing after bad signing and he, they haven't really been a prohibitive factor in that now, there's times where I have heard rumors like, oh, they've pushed for Brett Favre. Oh, they pushed for uh, Tebow. Oh, you know, maybe they made the push for Wilson at the top of the draft because they they thought they needed the quarterback. We lost out on Trevor Lawrence. Like, we need to sell tickets and whatnot. Um, I've heard Woody Johnson talk a lot, and I think he's more a fan and living that way. And I hope he doesn't take his fanhood into these owner meetings and, like, start, like, ganking, like, pulling wires out of the computer because, because he's upset that, like, that, the screensaver's on or something. <laughs> like, I want this dude to figure we, it the hell out.
8: That we will see, and that is yet to be determined. Ryan, thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to meet you.
4: Dude, I appreciate it, Christopher. Thank you so much for hopping on. All right, we've got Jacob hopping on next. Jacob, welcome sure. to the cockpit. Ryan,
13: how's it going?
4: Dude, what's good, brother? Welcome. What are your thoughts on the Jets' season this past year? Where do you think we go in the future?
13: Man, okay, the fact that we went from 6-3 and three to now <laughs> to the record we, we ended up on it is pretty disappointing. But I got to say, you know, our expectations were pretty low going into the season. So the fact mm-hmm. that we even hit that kind of mark, I feel like, you know, it definitely is a step in the right direction. Um, and I'm, I'm pretty excited for what next year has to, or I guess this year has to hold. I would say quarterback has to be addressed. You know, we 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 believe in Zach Wilson, but he just showed that you know he needs to sit behind a veteran. I mean, that at the end of the day, I believe that whether it's Jameer Grappolo, whether it's Derek Carr, um, I don't know who else I'll go offer besides Aaron Rodgers. I don't want Tom Brady. I know I, I've heard your take on Tom Brady. I just the whole idea of him going to New York. I don't know um yeah i don't but,
4: look i'll be honest i don't want tom brady i'm just putting yeah. it out
13: there that it is a
4: hundred percent on the radar like there is no yeah. way that's not being considered behind closed doors right now
13: right exactly um and, and i was gonna say uh, oh yeah and we have to sign Quentin. by the way like that is a 100 100 mm-hmm. Quentin has to be signed right away uh, i i like i fully believe that um I, know I don't want to trade him for another player. I think Quinnen, you know, he's a game changer in the defense. We actually mm-hmm. saw him when he went out, how the defense kind of suffered because of that. So I kind of definitely want to bring him back uh, or like uh, sign him. Uh, I want your take on the schedule though. Uh, did you see the 2023 Jets schedule?
4: I did. I took a look at it. The Jets have nine home games and eight away games. Uh, the Jets are playing the yep. NFC East and the AFC yep. West. Uh, and then I believe the games the Jets have outside of that are the Texans and what's the other team? I don't remember what the other team is off the top of my head. Uh, but I have seen yeah. a, a pretty good look at what the schedule, or at least our opponents look like. Um, I would say it, I like it-ish. It's fine. It's It looks yeah. similar. I think there's so much parody in the NFL that it's it's hard to – Diagnose
13: right now yeah it really is and and i'm gonna i'm gonna say i'm definitely going to the dallas game because i'm actually from uh, I'm, I'm from texas so oh, nice. uh, i'm definitely gonna go i'm definitely gonna go to that game uh for sure at at&t uh mm-hmm. i actually kind of want your take on the schedule though. like so i kind of want mm-hmm. you to make a scenario for yourself like say all the pieces uh, f- uh fall in the right direction you know we get our veteran quarterback and you can make up whatever scenario you want i, I want you to do the best case scenario What do you think we're going to end up on in the season for 2023 with the kind of like a – almost like a dream team type of deal? Like, do you see us making the playoffs? Uh, Do you see us maybe kind of falling short? Like, I just want your thoughts Mm. on it.
4: So let's see. Our opponents – so I have it up right now. Our home opponents are Washington, Philly, Atlanta, uh, the Chargers, the Chiefs, the Texans, the Bills, you know, Dolphins, Patriots. Then it's the – Away opponents are the Cowboys, Giants, the Broncos, the Browns, the Raiders, the Bills, the Dolphins, and the Patriots. So really, that giant game – the Jets almost have like 10 home games if you want to think of it that way because that, yeah. that giant home game is going to simulate, uh, at least in some capacity, a little bit of a Jet crowd as well. Um, let's see. I would say – I think we can beat Washington – Let's say we lose to Philly. So I'm going to say w- which one's win. this one will be win. this will be lost. So we're one and one going through the home mm-hmm. games, Atlanta. We should win. I say we lose to the chargers. We lose to the chiefs. We beat the Texans. Let's say we split all our division games. Let's call that yeah, like an even split. So I'm not even, I'm not even going to do those. Uh, yeah. Dallas right now. I would say that's a loss giants. Mm. I think with a good quarterback, we can win. Um, I, I don't think they're insurmountable. I think if we have Zach starting versus their team right now, we lose. Right. Um, I think Denver, away in Denver. Man, we've played Denver away like three years in a row. <laughs> um, yeah. I I mean, they've got to be better than this past year. That's a tough defense. Um, I'm going to say we win it, though. That could be five and four. Um, and then I think the the Raiders and Browns, the Browns should be better next year. I don't want to lose that game. I really I don't like Deshaun Watson. Um and then the Raiders game, I think we should win because they're gonna be trading Derek Carr. I mean, maybe they have Jimmy Garoppolo or Brady at that point. But I think for me next year, you gotta be talking playoffs. You gotta you gotta be at least nine wins right. next year. I think
13: you got you gotta uh, add you, another two to this season. You do. And like you definitely gotta No, we definitely have to make the playoffs this year. Like we've been waiting way too long for this. Uh mm-hmm. I I don't know with LaFleur. I've been saying it. I, I just, I don't know. I, I think you've got to let him go. I don't have a problem with Sala. I just, mm-hmm. Mike LaFleur, man. I just, I don't know. He's just not doing You're not anything. on board with
4: the the hiring of veteran offensive assistant at all?
13: No, I definitely am, but I, mm-hmm. I just, yeah. But the whole LaFleur thing, I, I can't, I don't know. Maybe give him another shot. I don't know. I've heard mm-hmm. people's takes that you've got to give him another try. Because I do agree with the your past caller saying, you, you mm. can't just keep firing people that that's very toxic. Like you can't like no one wants to work for someone like that. We're our team that that just lets people go within the second year, you know? Uh, but I don't know. Yeah, Something I think about you bring, like bring the
4: back the floor. Person. I think you have someone that comes in as a veteran assistant that has play calling experience. And then if you have to pull the plug on the floor, at least you have someone in the building, not someone who you're trying to hire then after the fact. And then it's all this chaos on top of it too. Jacob. Yeah. Thank you so much for the call. You have been ejected from the cockpit uh up next we got v-man v-man and then alex what's up v-man welcome back to the cockpit
14: uh, what's up how are we doing i see you're uh, what are you crushing uh was that a
4: hard seltzer oh so it is a i got my white claw blackberry right now Um, We had a bunch of white claws from the holiday season. I think I just polished off my final three that I had in the fridge. Now I got some yingling black and tans I got to take care of. And I got some more stuff in my basement fridge and then I can start buying new beer. (laughs) This is just the fun stuff. Usually I don't try a hard seltzer or not try it. I usually don't have a hard seltzer until like the warm weather, but I've been on a, you know, white claw kick. I'm enjoying
14: um, what, right now I'm currently enjoying the Puerto Rican Christmas beverage, Coquito.
4: Oh, yeah? (laughs) That's pretty cool. Uh, Well, I'm weird. What do you expect
14: during the holidays?
4: I was going to say, Coquito, uh, the only time I've ever heard that is there's a restaurant near me that is named Coquito. Um, I don't know what it actually is.
14: I'm going to guess it's a Puerto Rican restaurant.
4: You should try it. Maybe. I mean, I've, I've been to Coquito. I don't know if I know what Puerto Rican food is. Uh, is there arroz con gandules, pendir, ropa vieja, asopao? Sure. <laughs> I have no idea. I haven't been to Coquito in a very long time. It's got to be, we're talking like a long, long time. Ooh, Jinpak, I see you in the chat. He says Ithaca Flower Power. That is a great beer and one I have in my pro shop, by the way. No, I'm sorry. All right, back to All football, right let me, let me yeah. reset this timer. V-Man, go. Fire away.
14: Uh, you know, the uh, Yeah, no, the problem I think, the thing with Michael before the problem I saw is he just tried to run an off an offense. They just didn't have the personnel to run. That was the biggest thing. I mean, like, the plays he's calling would have worked if you had a healthy offensive line, if you had freeze Hall, if you had everything working for your right, but you didn't,
4: and he just didn't adapt to it's weird. Well, I think what's tough is when you lose your best offensive lineman after losing a lot of linemen prior to that, and then losing your best offensive weapon and your offensive identity. Like you, you built this entire team through the entire pre-se- preseason. We are going to run the ball. Like this is like you are going to. We are going to. That's going to how. That's going to be how we establish our identity. And unfortunately, what happened was you lose those two guys, and you can't really change your entire team midstream. That's why they went out and they got James Robinson, and it just, you know, it, it didn't work out. They didn't have the horses in the stable. Yeah, I know. That's unfortunate, but I'm confident in like,
14: I do think we need to bring a veteran offensive line. I like the idea of Rich Semeni floated up Gary Kubiak, worked with, uh, solid worked under him in Houston. Guy that's not going to be afraid of, you know, being in a win or uh, uh, being
4: in a, you know,
14: win or get fired scenario. Yeah. Uh, and also, I think people getting worried about Derek Carr I think is a ridiculous thing. Mm-hmm. Let's let let's bring it on. I've seen so many things. Oh, you know, oh, he can't play in the cold.
4: Oh, Ugh. it doesn't matter. Gina, you, it you and I have had this conversation, right, about Derek Carr <laughs> playing in the cold and how I do not care about that.
14: Uh, I don't know women, but like, I, and there's the, uh, oh, you know, uh, he can't, Oh, the defense isn't a
4: legitimate excuse because Mahomes won with a shitty defense.
14: And like oh, okay. Hold on.
4: Defense. Let me let me fire back real quick. I love that we have a really strong defense, and I think bringing Derek Carr here would be a hundred percent the right move. Consistency. Oh, no, no, no. no, no. Joe... Oh, okay. Yeah, You're they... talking me off the ledge. <laughs> I'm talking about other people. All right. Mm-hmm. Go for it.
14: Because Mahomes won the Super Bowl with a shitty defense, which yeah. did not, because they were seventh in points allowed that year and tenth in third down defense. Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah, I mean that certainly helps getting off the it was the, the field on third down.
14: Yeah, you know, he, he was confusing it with the year before when they were um twenty sixth in points per game and, le- no, was 24th and they no, in points per game Bowl and or, in third down defense. Yeah. When they, right. when they had Bob's in their DC, you know, that's when they were shitty. But the thing is, like I said, Carr can play. He knows the offense and he's durable and he's a
4: consistent performer. Like, think, think I love about it, the Jets, you've been ejected. I mean, <laughs> Sorry, dude. <laughs> Booted. All right. We got Alex up next. And then we got Andy from LA. Alex, how you doing, brother?
0: Hey, hey Ryan! Hey, much appreciated for the call and uh, definitely like the content with you, uh, Matt and Green Bean. So just getting into uh, subscribing all to you guys and uh, all the Jet content. You know, been a Jet fan for uh, all my all my years here and uh, showing my kids so they they're knowing the pain, they're knowing the suffering. But um, I guess with your <laughs> with the, I guess with the questions, yeah, Quentin Williams, yeah, definitely automatically sign. Uh, I wouldn't say mm-hmm. to the Aaron Donald money, but maybe mm-hmm. maybe second or third. Um, as for the, maybe a veteran office and assistant, Yeah, I definitely agree on that. It might be a little bit hard. Mm-hmm. I would say trying to convince, um, someone to come in to kind of put a voice for maybe, uh, if we can get Zach Wilson back on back rolling. Um, you know, my dream would be to have Frank Wright, you know, as, as the mm-hmm. OC, but, uh, yeah, I wouldn't want to fire, uh, Matt LaFleur, you know, just maybe give him another, another year. Mm-hmm. I did like what he was doing there. They were, they were um, you know, receivers open. So, um, but as for like this is the number one question, I don't know. I, I don't like the, uh, uh, I don't like, I don't like Carr for some reason. I just don't like Carr. Uh, I just feel mm-hmm. like you know he might just let go, and just kind of lose himself in the moment. Um, I think maybe, I guess the derivative from that question is, um, how would you feel that the Jets would go all out and maybe you know uh, draft another rookie quarterback? Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I I did see, and of course the Bears are number one. Houston is number two. Do you think, you know, any way where, you know, if they were to uh, unload some draft picks, maybe move to the top three, maybe try to get C.J. Stroud, you know, what are your opinions on, on the rookie class?
4: I mean, maybe you wind up having C.J. Stroud and Garrett Wilson similar to like, uh, you know, Chase uh, and Burrow in, in, in Cincinnati. Maybe that's what you're kind of looking at there. That would be really enticing. Um, I don't particularly want to go the rookie quarterback route right now as far as our starter goes. I do think between the third and fourth and fifth rounds that you want to draft some type of quarterback to at least be a backup. And I think if you bring bring that player in and you have Zach Wilson to be the the second string guy, you have your draft pick to be the third string guy, then you can actually let that quarterback sit and learn. And I think if you wait until the third round, there is a um, perception based on the value of the pick used on the player that... Would allow that player to sit. So Zach is clearly like the guy. This guy is going to be the future backup for Zach. If Zach, you know, works out. And then if Zach doesn't work out, then at least you have that next quarterback potentially waiting. Now, with Carr, I don't understand why fans don't like carr. i I, I do understand him not winning things, and maybe you you're you're hesitant about that. But I think because of the defenses that he has played with, I think because of a lot of the issues that we've we've kind of seen, I mean, he was an MVP caliber candidate in what was it, 2016, when the the, um, the the Falcons and the Patriots wind up making the Super Bowl, and the only two people ahead of him in MVP voting was Brady and Matt Ryan. So I think Derek Carr has a ton of talent. I would really like to bring him in. For me, I think the most likely situation is going to be Jimmy Garoppolo, and I think we – understand the injury risks that that comes with but i think it's almost seen as a benefit because of us wanting to go back to zach wilson at some point um it's a very weird dynamic to have to think about because ideally you want your starting quarterback starting the entire season but i think there's the the plan a of uh garoppolo starting the entire season and that's great And then plan B, if it doesn't, then that's also kind of ish okay to an extent. Um, But I don't know. There's a lot of different routes the Jets could go with quarterback, and I'm glad we're at least in a position this time around where we have such an impressive array of weapons and defensive talent that it's not like the Sam Darnold years or the... You know, even the, the, you know, when I started this channel five years ago, the Kirk Cousins year, where I said, my first video was the Jets got to go out and sign Kirk Cousins. Now, if the Jets had gotten Kirk Cousins, that would have been an absolutely massive move for the New York Jets. We'd wind up not trading up for Sam Darnold. You have Quentin Nelson on your team. You have three more second round picks, one of which could have been DK Metcalf because the Jets needed a receiver at the time. Oh, don't get me started. <laughs> but Alex, I got to move on to the next caller, brother. Thank you so much for the, uh, for the love. I appreciate all the support. Um, All right, Andy from L.A., you're going to be up next. I want to get to the NY Bully super chat. Then I'm going to hop over to you. Then I'll get over to Juan Medina's uh, super chat as well. So just hang tight. Uh, The NY Bully comes in and says, I wouldn't rule out Lamar to the Texans for their multiple first-round picks and future picks. They'd hire uh, hire a head coach Lamar wants, and he'd attract lots of free agents with all their cap space, Jets signed Jimmy G., that's an interesting option. Does Casario, their GM, make the move for someone like Lamar using that number one overall pick? Um, I wouldn't if that were me. I would roll the dice on the quarterback because you're sitting there with the quarterback that you can just take and you can build around him. You've got so many other picks. Why blow your load of, of, of draft capital that you've accumulated in your war chest? to trade for another quarterback. Like, for me, I want the guy who hasn't been in the league before. I want the cheap rookie contract. I want to be able to build up the rest of the team around him with the other assets that that you've brought in. It's an interesting thought process. I could see Houston getting Lamar. I would say an NFC team seems more likely. Like, if the Panthers want Lamar, I think the Panthers will get Lamar. Um... I'd have to go through maybe some other NFC options, but I think they'd prefer to trade him out of conference. Uh, Juan Medina, I'm going to get to your super chat in just a second. I want to get to uh, Andy from LA. Andy, what's up, brother? Welcome to the cockpit. Hey, can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you loud and clear. Good stuff.
15: Uh, First off, thanks so much. Uh, You guys do some really cool Jets content, so it's nice to have extended stuff to look at on YouTube when we win or lose, you know the deal. I appreciate that. It's always appreciated. One, uh, two parts. One part complaining about the season and, the, and just an interesting idea quarterback.
4: Mm-hmm.
15: I've been a Jet fan for over 30 years, okay? Mm-hmm. And I've seen I've seen it all. I literally started rooting for the Jets when Brownie Nagel took over for Ken O'Brien. That's what I remember. That's how far back I remember. So I've been through it all, and I'll be honest. Chad Pennington is the mm-hmm. most recent quarterback that was great. Mm-hmm. He could throw a pillow. He didn't throw, yeah. you know, he was, but he was wide receivers loved him, and I just haven't seen a quarterback like him. Sanchez makes Zach Wilson look terrible because I look at Sanchez like he could have brought us to the playoffs this year easily. Mm -hmm. That's not what I want to say. I want to talk about the one play that changed the season, the Mm -hmm. one play that just derailed everything. And as a Jets fan for over 30 years, I saw it happen and fold between – just happened in front of my eyes. And I was like, no, before the punt. What is the before one play that derailed the whole season? Everything was riding high, and there was one play.
4: One play. Was it before the bye week or after the bye week?
15: Uh, I, you know what? I'm forgetting if it was before or after. It was. Ooh, well, it was okay, the first so that Patriots means it's game. it's
4: there either the name. New England or the Patriot game. It's going to be the. Is it the? It's one. I got two two options. Is it the JFM okay. hit? On Mac Jones that caused the penalty that swung the Patriot game, or is it the interception before that penalty?
15: It's the penalty. It's the roughing the okay. passer penalty. Oh, Change as a Jet fan, as someone like I remember watching that play, mm-hmm. and as soon as I think they kicked the field goal on us after that, I I felt that like Belichick was in my body, but at the same time I was like, This season is screwed. And I wasn't This lost. guy's an I, asshole. I, Like Like, Belichick is part of our demise, which sucks. mm -hmm. Um, They didn't make the playoffs, but okay. So here's my weird two quarterback options. Because I don't want to spend the money. I don't want to spend the money on Carr. You know, I I think that drafting a quarterback in the third, wouldn't surprise me if they draft in the second, actually. The third and Mm -hmm. the fourth quarterback. Hell, take a Mr. Irrelevant. Who knows? You know, like. uh, (laughs) Right.
4: I'd take Brock Purdy right now. Because you
15: know those those other quarterbacks outside the first round will be developed and set behind the mm. bench. They're not going to be forced to play unless injuries. But I mm. I got I was listening to the fan, and I forget which guy. Uh, I'm in L.A. It's funny. I live in L.A. I'm from Jersey, but I have to listen to all my East Coast stuff. So I'm listening to the sure. fan, and he the one guy said Matt Ryan is a very interesting option. I don't mean to hold up your show, but Matt Ryan. No, no, no. That's I totally fine. No, before, I, I don't right. have
4: another caller, so I'm totally cool with with discussing this. I do not Matt want Ryan. any situation with Matt Ryan. I would be so upset. <laughs> I would be what? devastated what? if we got Matt Ryan. Was it Matt?
15: But here's the thing. Matt Ryan, hmm. like, was it his fault that the defense in the Super Bowl failed him? Was it his fault that the Colts this year failed hmm. him? Like he threw up forty points. I mean, I think we would have gone gone to the playoffs this year with Matt Ryan at quarterback. I know it sounds crazy. Everyone in the chat, I can't see the
4: chat. He like really led the way out. with like, he he led the way with I think it was interceptions at one point in the season. I I like Matt Ryan the quarterback for the longest time. When him and Flacco were taken in the draft, I took Atlanta as my Super Bowl favorite for fucking years. <laughs> I like Matt Ryan a lot. Right, right. If we had him right now, I would be. I rate. I would lose my mind. <laughs> he looked so awful this past year. Like I would put him and Brady in that same-ish category. With Brady, obviously higher because I think Brady has you know Brady can still play. I think Matt Ryan is like toast, and Matt Ry- and like Tom Brady is. I don't know. I just I, I don't want I don't want Matt Ryan
15: at all. Okay. Second. So one what's your other? Yeah.
4: Yep.
15: Ready? Mm-hmm. He's he's. He was flinging the rock here in L.A. It's Baker Mayfield I've potentially heard potentially coming to the Jets.
4: I've heard people talk about that. If you look at my videos that I made after we did not get Kirk Cousins and we were talking about right. drafting a quarterback, I was Broadway Baker all about it. Like this dude's got the moxie, the charisma. Like I'm all about Broadway Baker. But I have seen enough of Broadway Baker at this point where I do not think Joe Douglas and Robert Sala are going to risk their careers on him. That's more so my concern. Like, not that I would necessarily be a hundred percent against Baker. I just think there's a lot more to be desired with him. I, I I've seen him in Cleveland now. I've seen him in L.A. and I've seen him in in Carolina. And the the L.A. stuff is interesting. I think. Um, I would rather roll the dice on another quarterback. Things would have to go wrong for me to land on Baker Mayfield as like the guy we start with.
15: Okay, final situation before I really go. Um, Go for it. Now imagine imagine Mike White is still there. Zach Wilson Mm -hmm. is still there. They want to start Mike White, but these two players, especially a Matt Ryan, comes in as the new Flacco. Mm -hmm. And they say, look, competition, Flacco, Matt Ryan, Baker Mayfield, Mike White. Let's Mm -hmm. go. Like I think at least Mike White could get healthy and and win games if he stays healthy. I think he hasn't gotten a good shot. I think, I think he stays. By the way,
4: I think Mike White's interesting from the from the respect of like. I, I think if he had played well post injury, like if he had come back after the Bills game and and he like did well, then I think. He is your version of Jimmy Garoppolo that you sign, and he's the cheaper version of Jimmy Garoppolo, and you're fine with that, and you think he might get hurt, and you go back to Zach Wilson, and that's totally fine. All right with that. I think we've seen enough from Mike White right now that I'm not hoping on him being the starter without a serious starter being here. Like For me, I'd have to trade Zach... I like Mike White as our backup, hundred percent. Like I, if I can go into, if I can, if you could plan the perfect quarterback room for me, it's trading away Zach Wilson, it's having Mike White as our backup, and it's having you know maybe Derek Carr as our quarterback, something along those lines. Um, I just, I don't know. I don't know if there's a way Mike White comes back if we get a full-on quarterback because I, I really think the Jets want Zach to be the number two guy if they can.
15: I think it would be smart for them to keep Mike white because I feel like they've turned into developing him and he's become a Mm -hmm. product of the jets indirectly. It would be, it would be a loss if we lost Mike white, whether he starts next year or not. I think he's meant to be in that QB room. Hopefully.
4: Yeah, no, I I completely agree. I, I think because of the, the pride that goes into a number two overall pick and the, the assets involved in it and everything, I think that is the only reason that Zach Wilson is going to be here for next year. I don't think he has remotely earned it in any capacity. And I do think Mike White should be the backup quarterback for next year. Um, But I think because of that contract and the number two overall pick and because of, you know, a little bit about how White played and his injuries, you know, that's got to be a concern. If you don't think he can stay healthy, (sighs) I don't know. I mean, I, I think him and Jimmy Garoppolo are kind of ish on that same kind of tier, but it'll be interesting to see where it goes. Andy from L.A., thank you so much, dude. You have been ejected from the cockpit. Uh, Jonathan, I'm going to get to you in just a second. I have a super chat from Juan Medina that I'm going to get to first, and then we'll hop over to you. Uh, Juan says, I don't remember the last time the the O-line finished more than 10 games together. Why don't we bring in Ferguson to coach? If he wants to, he can teach the young guys how to take care of their body. I would love DeBrickshaw Ferguson coming in to coach because he never missed a game, never missed a snap except for one snap that we pulled him out on on a trick play. So yes, I would 100% be on board with this if DeBrickshaw feels he can coach. Coaching and being good at a sport are two totally different things. Like you can talk to you know, top-end athletes that have been at the top of their game that do not how to do not know how to articulate the position that they're trying to coach to younger talent. They don't know how to bond with them. They don't know how to teach it. Like there's, there's people that know things and there's people that know how to teach things. Like as weird as it sounds, there are really, really good player coaches. Like Josh McCown is one of those examples, not a great player, but knows how to teach. Uh, I would say there's probably a few others that are, that are in the arsenal in the back of my mind, but, but McCown's the one that jumps off as a, as a recent one. Um, so O-line, look, you're never going to get a bunch of them finishing together because there's five guys. What is the chances of having one player on an NFL roster finishing out a season or playing all 17 games in a season? It's probably not real high, so to have five do it across that many games is probably a little bit of a stretch. I think you're probably looking at losing all five of your offensive linemen at some point in some capacity throughout the entirety of the season for like a game or two, and you have to be able to be uh, to adjust and have depth. So the Jets got to uh got to work on that a little bit. Uh all right, Jonathan, going to be our last caller for the night, Jonathan. How you doing, brother? Welcome to the cockpit. Hey.
6: How are you, Ryan? Uh long-time fan, uh first time calling in. Um ah. I remember when you first started doing it and now you're you you blew up. So I'm, I'm proud of you, man.
4: I'm glad to um, have you here. It much appreciate that you've been around for the the entire ride.
6: So uh, I just wanted to say um the call calling about Mike White. Um I know the last caller mentioned it. Um, and this is one of the only times I disagree with you, Ryan, because honestly, one mm-hmm. of my big things with you, I am always I always feel like I'm aligned with your take. But sure. I think that um, I do think Mike White has shown us. And I mean, he had five mm-hmm. broken ribs, one of them being an old injury, mm-hmm. you know, and I don't think that's um, I, I don't think that's an indictment on him to be like a grok mm-hmm. blow kind of player, you know, where he's mm-hmm. injury pl- prone. I think even last year with the whole the nerve thing was just like a fluky kind of situation. You know, it kind of mm-hmm. reminds me of, like, when Peyton in, um, in 06, in the 06, mm-hmm. I think it was the championship game where he hit his thumb. You know, just one of those mm-hmm. fluky things. Same thing with Rodgers did it one year, you mm-hmm. know. So I do think that um, I completely agree with you bringing in a veteran. Um, mm-hmm. I don't get why anyone doesn't like Carr, but I guess with Carr, um, the concern is just, is he damaged? Is being in the Raiders, for me, is, is being on the Raiders, being in that culture mm-hmm. going to affect the culture, you know, him – when he comes sure. into this culture we're trying to build, you know?
4: Yeah. I think for me, car, the, the issue, if I was looking at the negative side of car, it's, they've had four head coaches. I think at this point with car, they've never quite worked out. He has looked good in the past. He's been consistent. He's always healthy and available. Like, Derek Carr, to me, is what Eli Manning kind of was. He's he's not great all the time. I think he's healthy and available all the time, which was which was Eli's greatest attribute. When you knew who you could have starting at quarterback, you could plan around the rest of the, 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 the team for that. Um, so I'm with you. I definitely... I, I like Carr a lot. With Mike White, I think he has clearly shown us enough to be our backup quarterback at the least. I think he has not shown enough to warrant being the starter. And I would say I don't think he has shown us enough to risk Douglas's and Salah's career on. And I think that's really the big hang-up that I have. And I would love a situation where Mike White doesn't get signed until like close to training camp. The Jets have already brought in their veteran quarterback. They've drafted a young guy they'd like to sit and learn. And now you get into training camp, you, maybe you get into preseason, you have... Uh, Zach Wilson starting to look good. Now you fluffed off his trade value. Oh, you get a third round pick for him. You flip him. You sign Mike White. Mike White's your backup. You have your other quarterback and then you have your your rookie that you're sitting and letting learn. That's kind of my ideal situation, but I think it, realistically what I think is going to happen is the GM and the coach don't want to give up on the player they selected, and I think the cost of Mike White is going to be prohibitive with bringing in a veteran as well. Like If you didn't have to bring in the veteran, I think they would have retained Mike White.
6: And you don't think competition, that they'll give him a sh- – w- would you give him a competition? I'd at least give him a competition with the veteran or whatever other backup we might bring. Um, it would, I would have give to him a go shot so poorly.
4: For- like for me, it would have to – like let's say Derek Carr goes to the Colts. Jimmy Garoppolo goes to the Raiders. Um, Aaron Rodgers decides to retire. Um, Brady, Brady, stays with the box
6: Bucks or goes to the Pats.
4: Yeah. Maybe he, maybe he retires or he goes elsewhere. Maybe he goes, plays with, um, Vrabel in Tennessee for a year or something like that. But now you're getting down to the nitty gritty and it's like, okay, maybe Lamar is not a realistic trade option. Okay. Jordan love. Well, now he's the starting quarterback for the Packers. Cause Aaron Rodgers has retired. Now you're getting down to a situation where maybe you start to consider that sort of stuff. Um, but I don't. I don't know. I think for me, Mike White only competes for a starting job if you're bringing in someone like a Gardner Minshew. Um, I don't know. I just. I think they really want to have Mike White, or I, I'm sorry. I think they really want to have Zach Wilson as the number two quarterback for next year. And I think if you bring Mike White back, I don't think there's any way Zach Wilson is the number two quarterback. That that's sort of the the hiccup that I'm I'm dealing with. And I, I want it to be the way you see it, because I, I I think Mike White has earned the spot to be the backup and not Zach. But I think the amount of assets we've put into Zach already, uh, or I shouldn't say assets, but just that single number two pick, It's you've got three more years of guaranteed, or at least two more years of guaranteed contract. you got to let it play out. So yeah. I don't know. Jonathan, mm-hmm. thank you so much Thanks, for the Ryan. call. Appreciate <laughs> you've you. been ejected from the cockpit. Um, All right, we got one more super chat in here. The NY Bully comes in at the end and says, I think the second and 12th overall picks plus others get Baltimore to trade Lamar within the conference. No state income tax in Texas would seem alluring to Lamar on a gigantic contract in Houston. Interesting. So I actually didn't know where Tennessee was picked or where uh, the Texans were picking. So they're two. I knew they were two. I didn't realize they were the pick ahead of us at twelve. Um, I mean, two, the 2nd and 12th would get it done. So if you get the 2nd and 12th and you give up a first next year, that's three first-round picks, Baltimore now has the option to get their quarterback at two potentially and you you play the risk game of like, hey, Chicago, are you trading out or do you want Will Anderson? Um, I don't know. That's interesting. I like, I like Lamar. I like him going to a team that has traded a bunch of picks. So so the Texans seem to make a lot of sense. Seattle's the other one that's like kind of interesting. It's out of conference. They haven't retained uh, Geno Smith just yet. I do think they try to bring him back because Geno Smith playing second fiddle to Lamar Jackson isn't crazy. Um, and if you retain Geno for a year, I think it depends what Geno requests as far as money goes, because if he wants a lot of money, then you probably let him walk if you're going after Lamar, because you got to think Seattle's got two first round picks as well. I don't know. That's interesting. Houston's a weird one. I The no state income tax is interesting. I don't think Lamar's got a no trade clause. So really, whoever offers the most and can uh, give him the contract. I don't know. I don't know. Could happen. How about them Jets says, just joined. What realistic change can we expect Um, or what realistic change we can expect? Realistically, we are going to sign Quinn Williams. He's going to be a longtime starter for the New York Jets. I think we are going to have a new quarterback in 2023. I think the most likely option is going to be Jimmy Garoppolo, and I think that is – Largely in part because of our offense. We don't have to develop him. I think we are going to draft a quarterback in the third through fifth rounds this year to be our third string quarterback, which will be the quarterback that this coaching staff wants to try and develop in case that Zach Wilson does not pan out. I think Jimmy Garoppolo's injury history is absolutely a concern, but it in a sense winds up being a benefit for the New York Jets because they do eventually want to go back to Zach Wilson anyway. So Jimmy Garoppolo just sort of winds up being by default, the best option for us. I just don't know if the Jets are the best option for Jimmy Garoppolo because I do think Vegas is the most attractive option for him compared to the New York Jets. So we are gonna have to get out the checkbook a little bit if we wanna make him the, the quarterback for here. And who knows, maybe him being back there, maybe that jazzes Lakin Tomlinson up, maybe him coming in allows Tomlinson to play a little bit better or maybe gets a little more juice or something. I mean, you get you know a little bit more out of someone you've already signed. I don't know. I think there's a lot of ways this could break for the New York Jets, and there's a lot of different options that could happen. And I'm looking forward to it. I'm going to be here for the entire thing. I'm looking forward to the mock drafts, the mock off seasons, all that good stuff. So if you guys like that sort of thing, you want to see all the different routes the Jets could take, and you're not subscribed to the channel, well, what are you doing? If I've earned a subscription or earned a like, hit the like button. Don't do it if you don't like the content, Uh, but it's always appreciated. Uh, What happens first? The Jets get a quarterback or the Jets re-sign Quinn and Williams? That was our poll question for tonight. We had almost 600 votes. We had 65% say the Jets are going to re-sign Quinn and Williams, uh, and the Jets are going to get a new quarterback, 34% vote. Uh, Omar, getting fiery at me. Okay, I got to throw this one up. He says, Ryan is crazy. Give Jimmy G a ton of money for what? One year, Jimmy or... Derek Carr wants to be the guy, so they want probably a four- or five-year contract. Yes, I completely agree. Completely agree. What I'm saying is, if you sign Jimmy G to be your starter, and you sign him to a two- or three-year deal, I don't think he's getting more than two- or three-years fully guaranteed. Um, But let's say he gets two. I think it at least gives you the option to go back to, to Zach Wilson, because I think this quarterback room or i think this coaching staff and gm want to go back to zach wilson at some point and i do think at the very worst case scenario having multiple good quarterbacks on your team is not a bad option um jimmy g is not my first option i'll give you that but i think jimmy g is most likely the most likely situation for the new york jets because of all the connections that i have mentioned ahead of time omar you get me fired up but i love you brother all the same all right boys it's been a lot of fun. I'll be back tomorrow for our Talking Jets panel. Myself, O'Leary, and Greenbean, so make sure you check us out for all your Jet-related questions and news. Guys, thank you so much for hanging out tonight. It was a lot of fun talking to you. Um, hey, we've got a whole off-season to talk about. Looking forward to it. Brother, thank you so much for the uh, the stuff tonight. You guys have done a great job. Hit that like button on the way out, and as always, go Jets.
0: I think every single person in this locker room is a competitor at the highest level. So, yeah, when you feel as if your back's against the wall, you never have to feel like you got to do it by yourself.
5: Unbelievable Under
2: pressure. Sacked by and Williams. Right side, You got it.
0: You look to your left and your right, you got guys out there with you that, that our whole point is to help each other. This one, the Mims. just climbing the ladder. To be able to go out and, and lead these guys. Just to know how hard these guys work and how important it is to them and then you get that chance to, to lead them. Everything that happened that needed to happen for us it almost felt like kind of like a sign like get like a second chance almost.
2: Yes, extra pushes running left.
0: Maybe a little extra life breathing the luck.
7: Touchdown chips.